Welcome to Pints Camera Action, the podcast where five 30-something friends get together to watch movies, drink beer and laugh at anything from plot holes to bad acting. This season, we'll each be selecting an action, drama and thriller to watch, dissect and, where appropriate, make fun of. The only rules are that the film has to be over five years old, so we can't spoil it for anyone, and we must be drinking during the podcast. The most important thing we'll discover in this podcast is exactly how many pints it takes to make for optimal watching. Don't worry, you'll thank us later. There are two ways to enjoy this podcast. First, watch the film before the podcast and listen to us dissect it. Or secondly, don't watch it. Learn how drunk you have to be to enjoy the film and then watch it even though you know the ending. So, pour yourself a drink. It's time for Pint Camera Action. Uh, good evening, gents. I uh, hope we're all doing well. Uh, Addy, what are you drinking this week, pal? And what have you been watching? <laughs> drinking and all this Ferrari to get online. Um, uh, I've got a bottle of water, I'm afraid, tonight. I don't have any beer. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Not even, not even a chamomile. Well, well, as I said earlier, I didn't, I didn't have any intentions of doing this podcast, so I didn't actually prepare a beer. But sadly, I've been roped into it. Um, <laughs> This, a great expense to yourself. Well, f- first thing I want to say, because I was rudely cut off by my own Wi-Fi last time, is that I really enjoyed Air Force One. So I want to put that in my own words. Uh, one film that one of you have actually picked that I've quite liked. Um, and then back it's to... eventually. Yeah. And then <laughs> back, back, back to normal this week, of course. But I wa- so I watched that, watched that last night. And I think I've blethered on about this before, but all me and Joe have watched all week is uh, Below Deck. I think oh, I've yeah, mentioned yeah, this before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah the, reality the, TV. I thought there was two. There was two thing. seasons. Aye, ah, yeah. It's it's really good. Uh, but there's there's eight seasons. Um, <laughs> there was only two on Netflix, Jeez. and yeah. there's actually eight on Amazon, and like a spin-off. You're gonna need a bigger one. sofa. Gonna... <laughs> 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 and uh, I've got, we're on like season f- uh, four now, and it, you know it's wearing a bit thin because the premise and not is a single shark, eh? Uh, yeah, it, it's just like a variation. <laughs> no sharks, just a variation of the same thing, just with different crew, and they get more boring by the season. So okay, it, but we're still watching it, still addicted to it. But that, that's all I've watched really. In this cool. Time. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, well. Um... We're glad that you made such an effort for the final pod of the series, uh, and you've got your strongest water um, to quench your thirst. It's been duly noted. Out the fucking paracetamols from watching that dross last night. <laughs> Save it for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> very good. Thank you, Adi. Uh, and uh, yes, BT, how are you, sir? What you've been watching, and what have you been drinking this week? Hi, mate. Um, right, quite excited to share this one. Whoa. Um, with you guys this week. So check this out. Stormtrooper Galactic Pale Ale. Well, I never. <laughs> you know, the nerdometer just exploded. <laughs> 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 but you up to 11. You know what, Nick? You, you, like, like we, we like we like the exact same things and you make fun of me for them. It's, it's not cool. 
Not exact same things, but... Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you also like the same things, please write in on our social media page. <laughs> Brenda's like that shitty friend when you're at high school who turns on you when the bully comes along. Absolutely, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just make yeah. it up for it because I was a loser at high Everything's school. Everything's turning up Millhouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I was expecting this to be shite and, you know, because it's, like, gimmicky, but it's actually really good. Um... Made by the good people at St. Peter's Brewery. What what percentage is it? Uh, 4.2. Oh, 4.2. The force is weak in that one. Very good. Good. And what are you watching, B? Um, earlier this week, I watched Straight Outta Compton. Oh, cool. Great movie. Oh, that's a brilliant Yeah, movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, really good. Um, I think, was it last week we were talking about biopics? Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is another is excellent one. Yeah. What? Um good story, yeah. Um really enjoyed it, yeah. It it's wasn't... Ice Cube's son that plays Ice Cube in it. Yeah, I was watching it, I was like, this guy that they've got, like, is the spitting image of Ice Cube, it's incredible. <laughs> it's not <laughs> and, and yeah. I looked at it, I was like, Oh, it's his son, no, that'll be why. But, yeah, could, could be. Um, but um yeah, it's it's not really a band I really knew anything about or um had much knowledge of, but yeah, um, pretty great story. Decent, very good. So, uh, yeah, pint, I'd, pint I'd, I'd, um, I'd give it four pints. I'd four definitely pints. recommend if you've not seen it already, then checking it out. Solid, and that was I on... think I watched it on Netflix. I yeah, think it was Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. cool, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, very good. BE, uh, anything else to uh, worth of note? You, you messaged um, me the other day about um, watching. Uh, the video game series that I recommended earlier on the podcast. On yeah, the finally got around to getting through that. Um, good as well. Good, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of it though. Um, <laughs> Something high, high, high score. score. High, high score. score. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, decent. Good stuff. Uh, thank you, BT. Nick Bremner. How are you, sir? What are you drinking? What have you been watching this week? Hey, everyone. Uh, I am drinking uh, sorcery, which is a session ID, Ooh. whatever that means. Um, just means it's light. Means it, it yeah, you can drink drink Low it for ABD. a full session. Drink, drink a lot yeah. of it. Plus any beer then, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and it's part, if I just read in the can, it's uh, registered by the Vegan Society as well, so I'm doing my bit Very yeah, good. Uh, for the environment and all Very that. Good. What did you say it was called? Um, Sorcery. Sorcery. Sauce. Yeah. Sorcery. Cool, cool can as well. Backwards. Mm. We'll post a yeah. picture. So that's quite, some quite nice design. Yeah, it's snazzy. Yeah. I don't know who it's by. Uh, Magic Croc Brewing. Magic Rock Brewing, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all one word, there's a website. Stuck between a croc uh, and a hard place, yeah. If, you, if you're the guys at Magic Croc Brewing, then feel free to get in touch and then uh, we'll give you another plug. Uh, one with the right name this time. Um, uh, in terms of what I've watched, I watched a fairly uh, horrendous film the other night called uh, Game Night. Oh, terrible. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed oh. that. You would. Oh, I can't believe there's more than one person that's seen it. Yeah, no, Jason Bateman uh, was. Beatty's uh, Beatty's in it. So yeah, Beatty's um, lookalike is in it. <laughs> yeah, Beatty's doppelganger <laughs> Jason Bateman's in it. Um, and it's actually not a bad cast: Rachel McAdams, yes. um, <laughs> Kyle Chandler, please, uh, Jennifer Aniston, of course, that's right? <laughs> and, and, a uh, shark. Tom Hardy makes an appearance. <laughs> I'm Kurt Russell. Ah, hey! Yes. No, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not Kurt Russell. I was going to watch it. Goldie Hawn plays the villain. Yeah. Just for the ears of the listeners, I've grabbed the Pilsner, okay? 
Hey! Oh, hey. Looks like no beer's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> 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 well, it's the final one of the series. He had to, yeah. didn't he? That's right. Sorry. So, uh, game night. Yeah, it's uh, awful, actually. I think it's uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams are married, trying for a child. Uh, and then Kyle Chandler is a sort of suave brother um, who sort of rolls into town, big high roller, hosts the game night at his house, and they do a sort of murder mystery thing. Yeah. And then, but he's actually like organised this whole thing so that like he actually gets captured. And it turns out he's actually wanted for like drug smuggling or something. Oh, like I've that. fucking seen this. Re- I've seen yeah. this. Am I the only one that's not seen it? It's also got Fat Todd from Breaking Bad in it. It does. It has uh, Ugly Matt Damon. Yeah, it? Jesse Plemons. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he he's the hero of the hour. Yeah. In the end as well. He's like <laughs> yeah. this sort of weird cop, isn't he, that saves the day. So yeah, right, just I was the, waiting to say you need to watch, mate. It's not five years old. You've just spoiled it. You've broken the golden rule. Oh no, God. that's only for the main. Uh, Off with his film. head. Yeah, eh. but actually, I, I, on the back of that, I've watched another one of Billy's <laughs> recommendations, which is a Jason Bateman film as well, The Change Up. You know, with, I think you talk about it. On a, it's the Freaky Friday one where he swaps person. Oh uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that sounds Reynolds. familiar. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> I put that in my memory, man. <laughs> that was terrible. So you talked about that in an earlier episode. But the uh, game night, I would give it uh, seven pints. Seven pints. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, not so not not the worst you've watched then, eh, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not as bad as quite, it's quite a middle. Right enough, yeah. <laughs> all, that's all a middle hackers. of the road number for you, pal. Yeah, hackers. Yeah, anything the BE watches Sorry, mate. So there we go. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, as you can hear, listeners, it's been a long 15 episodes. Uh, we're at each other's throats non-stop. Um, <laughs> it's been like this for 10 years. <laughs> Friendships have been <laughs> 10, and the rest. 10 and the rest, yeah. <laughs> um, very good, Nick. Billy, how are you, sir? What are you drinking this week and what have you been watching, pal? Hello, everyone. I'm good, thanks. Um, I am currently drinking... Um, a beer called Fierce by Drygate Brewery, and it is a peanut butter chocolate imperial stout. Wow! Wow! Oh, nice. It's it's actually really enjoyable. It's just it's basically a sweet Guinness. It's seven point four. So fucking hell. <laughs> well, you've not you seven point four. <laughs> because Fat of the pigeon. movie. Mate, <laughs> what a reference um, Because of the, the movie we had to watch I'm going to drown that down with A Mr. President by Brewdog Which is a uh, double defiant IPA Which is 9.2 So I'm not going to see the end of this I wish I hadn't seen the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> I should have drank six around last night yeah. We'll get to that Danny. We'll get to that Sounds um, like we could be in for a runner uh, For a big trouble in Little China though uh, Good Nickel never that, 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 was it? it wasn't that bad <laughs> uh, hold on to your straw hats now Billy uh, what have you been watching this week um, not, not watched a lot of movies this week um, we've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race because it's heart, um, you know, mind numbingly fun um, but we watched a bit of I Am A Killer on Netflix which is a documentary about uh, I watched the first episode yeah, first episode's okay, but then it's just really boring after that. I um, think, I think we've watched boring, it, yeah. To be honest. yeah. Yeah, wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Um, but watching This Is Us, um, girlfriend really likes it, just seems to be loads of really boring people going about their daily life. Nothing again really happens. So, yeah, I'm not watching anything at the moment that I'm enjoying. So thanks for the recommendations, guys. <laughs> 
Well, you've obviously not been listening uh, clearly for the last few weeks, Billy. Uh, <laughs> Never heard of Plenty of recommendations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. Uh, okay, so that's a, a no point rating for anything Billy's watched this week. Good. For myself, I'm just having a, a cheeky little lager, a Marie Stad, uh, 5.3% bog uh, standard lager, um, tasty and cold. And uh, we've been watching a few bits and pieces. We finished off uh, watching all the Harry Potters, um, which I think I mentioned before. We'd, we'd started watching them. And yeah, really enjoyable, fun movies. You don't need to concentrate too much. They're and, fine, eh? They uh, get progressively yeah, better. Yeah, I, I think they do, yeah. The, the, the kids get better. The stories get well, a bit more grown up. And yeah, uh, good fun. Uh, but we actually watched the one I wanted to talk about was uh, Operation Odessa. Has anybody watched that on Netflix? Yeah, I've um, never even heard of it, man. So it's uh, it's a friend of mine recommended it to me, uh, and it's a documentary uh, about this guy in America who's a Russian who goes to New York initially, then moves to Miami and sets up base in Miami um, as a bit of a Russian gangster, and his name is Tarzan, um, and he basically forges a friendship with a guy called Joey who runs an exotic uh, exotic car rental uh, place or dealership. Uh, who also owns part of the marina in Miami. And, of course, they get into uh, involved in drug running and bringing things in and out of the marina. And, basically, um, they go to Russia at the start of the 90s, where it was basically a free-for-all. And they start uh, importing helicopters for the cartel in Mexico and Pablo Escobar. And they meet um, one of Pablo Escobar's sort of right-hand men who is uh, basically organising all the money coming to them whilst they're importing helicopters and the likes from Russia for them to be able to complete their drug-running operation. It gets to the point where they're trying to um, import a Russian former nuclear submarine from Russia to Colombia to be able to run drugs into America. They get, they get as far as they're on the base in Russia. They've met with the generals. They've met with the, the people in Russia that they need to get to, to buy this submarine from. And it turns out that the guy who they were working with from the cartel, he takes the money and does a runner. <laughs> and then the whole thing goes to shit. Um, it's actually incredible. It's about an hour and a half long. Um, Wait, is this a true story? Yeah, true story. Document, fucking documentary. It sounds fucking shit hot. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I yeah, highly recommend weird. it. Uh, as far as documentaries go, it was like nine ninety minutes. Uh, I'd I'd say it's it's probably a one pointer. It's one of the oh, most fascinating wow. ones I've ever watched. Oh, almost as good uh, as what's uh, what's Odessa <laughs> got to do with it? Because uh, that's Ukraine, well, is it not? Uh, I have no idea. I think it might have been the name of the um the base where they got the the I think submarine. There's but... an Odessa in California as well. I might be wrong. Or Odessa, Texas. Sorry, that's in Florida. Yeah, well, they're in, they're in Florida, so um, I guess I guess Odessa would be where they're bringing. Yeah, I, either the name of the Russian military base or where they're bringing in the the um, submarine from. It's just mental. Like we were literally sitting there with our jaws on the floor. <laughs> we couldn't believe. Like at one point I'm when sure they not, when they go to the <laughs> very good when they go to the uh, when they go to Russia for the first time, where they're sort of scouting out. They want to go over initially to bring some motorbikes and cars being manufactured in Russia. They want to bring them in really cheap into America. And they go over there and they're like, well, maybe we should just hire a helicopter. Uh, and the guy was like, yeah, yeah. Tarzan's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Let's do that. So they go over and they say to the, they get to this place where there's an airfield full of Russian military helicopters that are not being used. Um, like, we'd like to, we'd like to rent a helicopter and a pilot for the day. And she's like, oh, that's, that, that'll be really expensive. No one's ever done that before. 
um, can you give us some time to work out the cost? And he said, yeah, yeah, take, take as long as you need. Like, you know, we, we would like to rent it. We've got money. It's no problem. And so she goes away, does all the sums, calculates for a full crew, a helicopter, fuel, all the rest of it, and comes back and says, I'm really sorry, sir. It's going to be very expensive. It's going to be 500 American dollars for the day. Uh, and they're like, they look at each other and they go, okay, we'll take 10. <laughs> so, so they rent 10 helicopters and they fly all over Russia to where they need to go, just landing in the middle of the street. And nobody in Russia in these parts that they're going to has ever seen a helicopter before. So you can imagine what's going on. Absolute chaos ensues. It's just absolutely uh, incredible. So yeah, highly recommend. Uh, Mark, Mark's synopsis is about long, as long as a documentary. Need <laughs> 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 to watch it now. It's fine. You've, you've summarised it well. And next week on the podcast, we will discuss Days of Thunder. <laughs> I bet you wish. I bet you wish we'd been discussing Operation Odessa before we get to Days of Thunder. Right? No, it does sound good. I'll break up all the uh, married at first sight Australian celebs go date in the mansion that I've been watching. Lately. Oh <laughs> mate, that's the worst program. That married at first sight. What it's a lot brilliant. of nonsense, man. It's what a lot of nonsense. Shite. Oh, it's real, so pe- real, pe- real people, real arseholes. That's what it's all about. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what is quite good. Uh, Pooch, Pooch Perfect on the BBC with uh, Mark's friend Sheridan Smith. Um, they basically get loads of dogs my, on my and groom them. Oh, I, I watched that, Billy. I watched that, actually. Yeah, it's quite good. It was quite, they all done the Spaniels in that. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite but funny. Friend of the show, Sheridan Smith. <laughs> I met her once, and that was at a night when I was at the National Theatre. I bet she doesn't even oh, remember oh, who oh, I am. Oh, name dropper, right, Mark. Name dropper, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was Billy that fucking dropped it. <laughs> All right, just, Mark, just stop talking about oh, yeah. what you know. God's sake. Yeah, we get it. You're bring exactly. up the time. God. It's a real Who's shame. It's know? a real shame none of the guys could join me this week for the, the Mark Armstrong <laughs> show. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I better begin my monologue about uh, Days of Thunder. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, very good chaps that's, uh, that's what we've been watching what we've been drinking this week so I suppose all that's left to do is um, head to the randomizer. no I'm kidding uh, it's, uh, it's uh, time to talk about Days of Thunder the 1990 action drama sport classic drama. Uh, uh, it's drama in the loosest sense of the word uh, directed by Tony Scott and also produced by a good friend of the show, Jerry Bruckheimer. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. After after the the chat we gave about the Rock and a few other movies that he'd been involved yeah. in, he's uh, he's a big Jerry fan. Jerry can't get enough of it, can he? <laughs> what about his pal Jeremy that I mentioned before as well? <laughs> his half brother who's very famous. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, the, the Bruckheimer brothers got together to produce this. Uh, <laughs> this lovely little action number and Hans Zimmer was involved in doing the music Hans again oh, yeah, Hans, Hans again Hans Zimmer oh no <laughs> uh, so this movie uh, just a quick synopsis um, a local car dealer uh, Tim Dolland played by Randy Quaid approaches uh, a NASCAR veteran Harry Hogg played by Robert Val to run uh, a very small team that he's uh, planning on getting together uh, Robert Val has recently retired from being a, a, a chief mechanic or a team leader due to his previous dra- driver, um, Buddy Brotherton, dying uh, at Daytona. I think it was the, the previous year. And Tim convinces Harry to come and have a look at a driver he's got. And they borrow a uh, fellow competitor, Rowdy... Um, 
Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's a different movie, Addy. That's what I keep. That's what I've written down as his name the whole way through. As well. <laughs> uh, so Rowdy Burns, who's played by Michael Rooker, allows them to borrow their car and test uh, the the rookie driver that they have their eye on. And rookie driver is played by Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise plays Cole Trickle, who is a uh, sort of down on his luck uh, driver, given that he's lost his drive in the the previous formula that he was involved in because his father has gone to jail for fraud, therefore developing a sense of uh, a lack of trust in sort of father figures for um, Cole Trickle's character. Cole smashes the lap time out of the park, gets the drive. Harry and Cole begin to to develop a sort of sticky, tricky relationship uh, until they're at the last chance saloon. If they don't uh, finish in the sort of top three or five of this next race, then Tim will run out of money and not be able to run the team. So Tim pleads with Harry to speak to um, Cole, and he does so, and they find out that Cole just doesn't know how to speak about the car. He's an incredible driver, but he doesn't know how to speak about the car. They form a relationship. They um, work very well together. They start winning races, and then they have a massive crash where Tom Cruise crashes into uh, Rowdy Burns, and they go to hospital. Uh, They have to be checked up by Dr. Lewicki, played by... um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. That's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, played by Nicole God. Kidman, who provides the the love interest for Cole Trickle's character. Cole has a bit of a crisis of confidence, uh, getting back into the car, and Rowdy can't get back into the car because he's developed uh, brain damage, uh, or a, I think it was a clot on the brain. I had to have surgery. Yep. A long story long. Uh, Cole gets back in the car and has a, a crisis confidence until he faces his fears uh, and decides to do what he should do in terms of getting Rowdy to get the surgery, uh, face his mortality, and basically grow up. Uh, he does so. He then competes in the race. After losing his drive again, he borrows Rowdy's car and they compete at Daytona, where he sees off his newest challenger and rival, Russ Wheeler. Thus, he wins the race, wins our hearts, and him and Robert Duvall sprint off into the sunset almost hand in hand. Oh. The end. Uh, there you have it. Days of Thunder, folks. Uh, All right. See you season yeah. two. Uh, no, no. no Randomizer. No, no, no. I watched that piece of shit. Let's get back to the start. <laughs> I want to rip the shit. So, uh, <laughs> any, any opening bit. thoughts uh, before we before we get started? The opening music gets you. Oh, banging, isn't it? And the yeah. opening. Yeah. Best yeah. Synth, spare guitar and the music. first the first yeah. of many, many, many montages in this film. Oh, yes, yeah, so plenty, many. Plenty of, Almost uh, as many of, as hackers. Yeah. Plenty of bloody Confederacy oh, flags as well <laughs> flying about. Yeah, it's place. so Confederacy. Yeah. 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 Nah, they're not allowed those anymore. Got banned a year or Probably two after ago. after they stormed the White House, eh? No, before that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not a lot of diversity in no. this movie. No, no, no. Talking no. About not a lot it's of NASCAR. It's, it's, fuck it, it's NASCAR. It is a fair point. It is NASCAR yeah. in the eighties. Well, late well, eighties. Yeah, nineteen yeah, ninety. Well, so, it was released yeah. in nineteen ninety, yeah. so eighties. Really and uh, are those realistic crowds for those events? Yeah, mate. Honestly, oh, hundreds NASCAR, of thousands. NASCAR is. Huge. I fucking couldn't believe they are the scenes. There was like it just went and, on for miles and miles and miles with these crowds yeah. and yeah, fucking no, like NASCAR a thousand cars. NASCAR is massive. In NASCAR's like southern gods, states. I think. Yeah, in the states, that's what they say. It's like, like there are two gods in some states. It's like NASCAR and, and college football. 
Like, NASCAR God and Incest, uh, yes. isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Nick Bremner to our American Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Put that Pilsner down, Addy, eh? Jesus Christ. I think they used some, uh, I think they used quite a few real shots, didn't they? I, I think yeah. I read somewhere. And real drivers as well. Real drivers, yeah. yeah. And the cars needed to be fast as fuck as yeah. well, so... I, I know that NASCAR is a lot more complex and complicated than I'm about to make. No, it. it's really not, mate. But all they're doing is they're turning left. Yeah. That's all it is. And they talk about, oh yeah, turn four is a nightmare of a turn. It's, it's, well, some of the turns are slightly about? longer than others, Billy, and some of them have a steeper bank than others. And, more and obviously, you're, you're travelling at over uh, about two hundred miles. Well, an hour. The, the most the most difficult. And they're shutting the hell yeah. out of each other. And, and there'll well. be loads of rubber <laughs> yeah, on the track. Really There's also about four hundred of them on the track. It's not shunting, yeah. Bremner, that's racing. Yeah. Robin's <laughs> racing, Addy. <laughs> Robin, Robin's racing, yeah. Formula One's boring enough, but NASCAR... Well, we'll agree to disagree. Uh, B, you were that's about to say something. Yeah, yeah let's, let's not get into that. Um, what was Good I question. Uh, um, what we will do, though, yeah. is... <laughs> uh, what we will do is uh, we'll talk about the opening shots of Daytona. The music is absolutely banging. And we, uh, as you say, we see the, the flags, the raceway filling up, uh, the fans, of which there are hundreds of thousands, go to all of these events all the time. It, I think they do a really good job at building up the sort of the noise, the anticipation, the atmosphere, yes, the excitement for, for what's about to happen. Uh, this is also where we, I think they actually use um, the announcement and the radio and, and little background things quite well at the start of this film to sort of give you information uh, without it being too in your face, basically without having subtitles on the bottom of the screen. They tell us that the two times champion is uh, setting out to go for number three, Rowdy Burns, which I mentioned is played by Michael Rooker, who I actually think does a really good job in this movie, Michael Rooker. I think he's got a good... Yeah, no idea who he is. Has he ever... He's done. If you look at his IMDb, I, I recognise him. I recognise him. He's in uh, Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. He's, done, he's the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, he's Yondu, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Um, and he was in season one of The Walking yeah. Dead. He's uh, as a zombie. Um, he's, he's always an yeah. asshole. He always yeah. plays. He has. An he has a face for it though. Like he does look like he a plays kid. it very <laughs> well, doesn't he? Yeah, like just your no nonsense sort of prick. That how do you even become like that? I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, like what's yep. your fucking problem, mate? Just fucking race already. <laughs> go, go, out, go out my sight, like. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's uh, I think he's uh, he's, he's very good, and uh, you you get the sense yeah, you, you get you get yeah. the sense of his character right at the start. Um, in the first race, as he the first thing he does is spin somebody off the track and then smile at them as they crash to a fiery yeah. potential yeah. To death. death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then <laughs> smiles again on the second lap when they're burning to death. <laughs> Please! <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> skids mu- skids all the mud into them. <laughs> oh! I mean, you, you, you and can't rack there, mate. You get the car moved, yeah. And then rams the fire truck off the, off the truck so it can't make it. <laughs> uh, so, this way we get a lovely little cut scene and segue where the announcer and the sort of the radio coverage commentary cuts to the car we're in north carolina uh, approaching a farm and we learn this is obviously where harry hogg is based and the car that was driving in was driven by tim dallin um who i mentioned is uh, a local car dealer who's looking to start his own um, his own race team harry is spraying the fields on his uh, on his tractor and we learn via what's been said in the radio that uh, Buddy uh, Brotherton died at Daytona last year, and 
ever since then, Harry Hogg, legendary race chief uh, Harry Hogg, has been retired from the sport. We basically see uh, Tim Dallin by uh, played by Randy Quaid, who you may recognise from Independence Day and many other movies. Yeah, he kills the mothership, yeah. doesn't he? Up oh, your oh, yes. <laughs> Hey, boys, I'm back! <laughs> uh, yeah, he's done. He's done loads. He's actually. been in he's loads of stuff. Career, yeah. yeah. Again, that's the only things I know him from. Uh, he's in um, Kingpin. Yeah. That's a good film, yeah. No, it's, it's a really good film. Yeah. Brought back, man. He's, he's, done, he's done loads. I've seen that. And basically, Tim is trying to convince Harry to come back to the sport, and Harry says there's no point, there's no drivers left, or any drivers that are left certainly won't be worth their salt. Excuse me, that they don't have a, a drive already this far into the season. And he says, I gave up racing, and Tim argues you didn't give up racing. Um, you quit to avoid an investigation by NASCAR to find out what happened to Buddy's death. And... Uh, yeah, stuff. well, uh, and we sort of yeah. are left a bit unsure about what happened there as we cut to the test track. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, go on, Addy. No, just that guy, um, the the sort of guy who runs the project. It's like a, an enormous American, more likable Pierce Morgan. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good thought, character hell description. Like, yeah, but I started to like him. But I thought he's like sex fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of in The Simpsons, you know the the redneck guy, the little short fat guy, the cowboy. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the That's guy. Just yeah. genuinely yeah. is. So we cut to testing, uh, and we see Harry is clearly impressed, and we don't really know what's going on other than uh, a car is flying around the the circuit. Yeah, it's it's a pretty easy thing to be impressed by. Like, wow, he's driving fairly fast. Well, the presumably circle, they're, they're recording recording that. lap times, aren't they? I know, but. Out of context, like without yeah. any cars being there, I'm sure we could give it a fair bash. I don't know. I don't think you appreciate how fast these things yeah. are. Yeah, but the bends are still pretty big, and yeah. it's a left turn. It's not like you need yeah. to go. Oh my god, I need to turn right. Have you? Here. Have you? It's have you ever? Turn. Have you ever driven a car at speed though? Because it's literally uh, yeah. uh, when you're yeah. over 100 miles an hour, <laughs> the, the tiniest twitch of the steering wheel is makes a big deal in terms of how much they, you move. They that dual carriageway to Caristi on the old Corsa. That looked like, fuck, help, help that bad boy on the road. Actually, passed by a pest. This. I was only driving <laughs> 70 miles per hour. Uh, yeah, that wasn't over all, 100. For all intents and purposes, I never uh, cut across two lanes of traffic to get down the slip road. Um, yeah. Promise that never <laughs> but, happened. But, but what I'm saying is that, like, without the cars being on the road, which is the treachery with NASCAR, it's pretty congested, as we've seen. It's like fucking Russia out there. And, like, I think I could give it a good bash around the track. If it just give me, like, ten laps to familiarise myself with the car. Oh, sure. I'm sure, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you'd get it around. One of them then, does yeah. make the point, like, later on, he says, well, now you've got to do it against other Yeah, Rowdy says that to Cole yeah, when, yeah. He, when he gets I, in the car. I suppose, in fairness, the, he is a well-known, renowned driver already, isn't he? So they probably they do know that he's yeah. The thing is, that, like, as, as we were talking about motorsport, it's Rowdy's car... There's nobody else there. It's his home track, presumably, so he's driven it a thousand times. It's not that well, impressive. Yeah, it's like round really fast. <laughs> you say that, Billy, yeah. but then, so we're led to believe at this point it's Cole Trickle. It's not. It's Rowdy. Rowdy then gets out the car, uh, and um, we're sort of, you know, he has the big man chat with, with Harry, uh, and then Rowdy sort of finds out that somebody else is going to be driving his car, which he's not too happy about. And then we get the hero shot, um, as in he's just driven straight off the set of uh, Top Gun oh, how on that motorbike. Yeah, so good, eh? So good. 
Music yeah, swells, so cool. motorbike comes round, great hair, and uh, <laughs> yeah. what's that? Sunglasses. sunglasses. I'm so glad you mentioned Top Gun because this is basically a budget Top Gun by yeah, the yeah, same yeah, director. Yeah. It's the same. Well, you'll thriller, notice that Tom Cruise well. does yeah, a lot top, of films top where gun, but NASCAR. Tom Cruise yeah. does a lot of yeah. films where um, his character is really good at something, and then he meets a girl, he has a crisis of confidence, and then he gets over that crisis of confidence and is really good at it again. At the end. Um, that happens quite often in Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise's uh, 90s film career. But it's a winning formula. Yeah. People paid millions to go and see it. A lot, of, um, a lot of instances in his films as well, I don't know if it's right for this one, but I'd imagine it is. A lot of the time they're his own motorcycles. Yeah. Because he's, he's a mad yeah, motorcycle He's just a mad car. He also is a mad um, aeroplane enthusiast. He's a mad man. I mean, yeah, a that's mad true. mad Scientologist. <laughs> Yeah, 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 he is. Yeah, yeah. He's an ex-Scientologist now, is he not? Is he not a No, he's still in there. He's like, <laughs> I, think, King. I think he quit. He's fucking. He quit. He's like exalted Cyclops of that freak no, show. Think... <laughs> he's I like second in command. It's just fucking Elon Hubbard's second cousin in command, and he's like his right hand man <laughs> or something. Coming, they keep coming to Tom Cruise and saying, "Tom, there's another level you can get to. We need another hundred million dollars." <laughs> yeah, that's so right. he pumps out another one of those Mission Impossible films, <laughs> and he moves up another level. <laughs> That is so true. So in comes Tom on his motorbike, uh, <laughs> parks up, and I've just been assassinated. Uh, in comes Tom on his motorbike. Uh, yeah, you guys just made a list. <laughs> we're, we're not really yeah, I'm enough saying, for that. I'm Friend of the show, Tom Cruise. You mean? Uh, and we. So we. we uh, Listen, I love Scientology and all the crazy weird shit they do. Can I finish my fucking sentence, Billy? Up. So, uh, <laughs> can I finish? So, uh, anyway, uh, enter okay, Tom Cruise. He places his bag on the bonnet of the car to add insult to injury at the road. He's not getting to uh, drive his own car. Harry immediately questions his knowledge and experience, and he replies, "Yeah, I've watched it on the television." To which Harry's like, "On the television? On the a... television?" <laughs> they probably should have had a chat with Rowdy Roddy Burns uh, before. Telling them that he is going to be well, driving it, you know, like let him tour around the track and then break it to him. It seems a bit unprofessional. They did, they did, but because <laughs> yeah. uh, because his team manager says to him, "Now remember what we spoke about, uh, Rowdy. We, we we did talk about this that Harry was going to borrow your car and let another driver in it, and he just looks like a bit of a petulant child, which most racing drivers are. You can get it if he yeah, fights me for reaction. it. Yeah. <laughs> if he fights me for it and wins, yeah. he can have me it. Me and Hacksaw Jim Duggan here, we're not too happy about this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm only joking, I'm only joking. He fucking laps him, a proper cheap shot, right in the back of the head. Actually, he, uh, he walks away and he gets on the motorbike and he's just sitting there like, oh, oh right, you, you drive my yeah. car. We'll see what happens if you fuck exactly. my car up. Um, uh, in the earlier scene, though, one of the weird things, I want your guys' uh, views on this, Robert Duvall asks, "Is he a Yankee?" Yes, oh, I, I've as got in, that written down. Is, is that like a civil yes. war thing? Yeah, because he's from California. Yeah, but he's from yeah, California. He'd be a Yankee he? rather than a confederate. Hippies. Yeah. Oh, would you? I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, but, but yeah, because it was Indy car racing that he was in before. I think yeah, in, he was racing Indy car before, um, which is why they always talk about, um, or they initially talk about open wheel racing. Basically, just mean that your wheels are exposed. It's just a different car on the same track, though, isn't it? Indy car do street circuits as well as as ovals. Uh, yeah, there's not really much of a difference. Oval, oval street circuits. No, they actually do do like Formula One circuits, but only based in America. What they go, they turn right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
There's a couple. Um, it's been. Yeah, they got to get into the pit somehow. But uh, <laughs> no, no, the, the IndyCar do. Indy- <laughs> the only difference is they turn right instead of left. That's it. <laughs> yeah, they do it in reverse. They drive yeah. the wrong way around the same yeah, track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> totally different. Anyway, so uh, yes, he, he, the, there is a reference to the, the Yankees and the Confederates, and then Tim's Tim's response, I think, is. Uh, He's from California. Who knows what he is, or something along the lines of that. It's pretty uh, ambiguous, but definitely derogatory. I think it's oh. just probably just seen as like a bit sort of out there and a bit like not very well. I don't want to get into the racial side of things, but there are well, it's a bit of a melting pot out there, isn't it? <clears throat> that's one of the big things with the southern states of America I mean, that they're not the most welcoming outside of their own group. They like, as Adi said, incest, and they <laughs> they like their own things. Yeah. That was me that said that. Remner said that, actually. (laughs) I do apologise. Don't tar me with his brush. I'll I'll take the heat for that. Yeah, I know. Nick, you had an easy out there. Shouldn't have left it. I know, but I wanted to... This wasn't even filmed. This wasn't even filmed in the Southwest. It was filmed in fucking England anyway. They were racing in Bristol, Dover, Darlington. (laughs) All these places. Fucking rubbish. It wasn't even done over there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I think that says a lot about the... uh, uh, the, the United Kingdom's legacy that's been left over there, eh? Um, that's well, that's for another there. podcast, eh? <laughs> yeah, when when they cover the Patriot. <laughs> we'll so, or when we do yeah. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Harry's having second thoughts, having spoken to Cole um, about his experience and his knowledge, and, uh, you know, the, it's like sort of a big deal for Tim. He spent $2,500 on the track for the day, got the car here, got the team down, everybody's meant to be there, and... Tom Cruise flashes the old blue eyes, looks uh, Harry dead in the eye, and says, uh, "Basically, I won't, I won't make a fool of you." Uh, and uh, that's enough for Harry to to be convinced. And that's enough for a guy that was staunch <laughs> about ten minutes ago and never doing it again. No fucking way. And then that that line, and then he's he's like, fully in. Get this man a race suit. <laughs> yeah, he had a quart of moonshine. My God, he's brilliant! <laughs> so uh, yeah, he had a quart of moonshine in that time. To be fair, his mood had elevated. Let's be honest. Throughout this entire movie, Harry does not seem to be, let's say, close to reality when he's talking to fucking cars, and then you know, he's getting replies. And then in the middle of a race, he decides he's going to have an ice cream. So yeah, not the best judge of character. That's actually based on a true story. The ice cream thing. <laughs> That that actually happened during a NASCAR race, um, so as as far fetched as it may appear, there you go. That actually there you happened. go. Based yeah. on a true story, Har- the whole thing's Har- based on a true story. Harry's not the person I want sorting my brakes, particularly when they're racing wheelchairs. <laughs> but we'll come to that. Um, so Cole gets in the car and starts driving around. He's taking it nice and easy. Harry and him are talking on the radio. He then says, "I'm dropping the hammer." Harry says, "No, you're not. No, you're not." And he does it anyway. We then see Tim absolutely buzzing at how quickly he's going around the track and Cole beats Rowdy's time. Now, that would be fairly impressive given exactly what Billy said earlier. It's on Rowdy's home track, his crew, his setup, everything done the way that he's been expected it to be done. This guy who claims to have never driven NASCAR before gets in the car and is able to beat a two-time world, world being America, champion at NASCAR. That would be fairly impressive. And then we meet John C. Riley's character John C. Riley's character, Buck Brotherton, who those keen eared listeners of us uh will have realized that he could be a relation of Buddy Brotherton, who died at Daytona 
as you mentioned. So th- th- this must have had um, a big influence on John C. Riley doing Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell, eh? for sure. Oh, massive! Yeah, 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 massive. That's a terrible um, film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this uh, was actually John C. Riley's another one that's had. Uh, yeah, he's like, been in a lot a of career. like non-comedy films. <laughs> he just pops up every now and then. You see, oh, yeah, yeah, John C. Riley. <laughs> But John C. Reilly yeah. is one of those, he's, those he's, actors. He's fantastic. Go, Do you know what I actually really like him? It's hard not to like him in whatever. Yeah, he does. he's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I disagree. No, I, I don't really I, like I, him I, at all. I, I'm a fan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Abso- he's an absolute dunce. He's an absolute. Guy's like the nicest film, guy going. He's not. He's just. The, is he not yeah. like best friends with Lee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers as well? Because apparently they look alike. They do look alike. Yeah, they've got the same hairstyle. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> well, he's also an, he was also an actor, wasn't he? He also, also appeared in a few things, didn't he? Nah, he was yeah. he was merely a fly on the wall. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Yeah, they bought the That's fucking the... terrible. Scratch that, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> so we learn that uh, he did it in thirty-one seconds flat, which would have taken pole in the last race at the the North Carolina Raceway. Um, Harry tries to uh, offer advice, and then basically says he was lucky. Uh, and Cole basically throws it straight back in his face. Rowdy's fairly impressed though, and says, uh, "Get your own car." And as Nick mentioned earlier, um, get your own car and let's see how you do in a crowd. Um, we learn that Cole lost his ride and was basically, uh, even though he was uh, had a remarkable record, he was fined and kicked out of the sport. Uh, we don't know why. We just know that he lost his his, uh, his record. Uh, but he has his sights set on Daytona. Um, he wants to get there basically and make a name for himself. And he he always wanted to race at Daytona. It didn't matter what formula it was in, whether it was NASCAR, whether it was IndyCar or any of the other races that take place there. But he said, I wouldn't be able to do it in India, IndyCar because I didn't have the, the name, the family name, for example, in IndyCar, like the Andrettis or um, there's some other well-known American names who dominate IndyCar. Um, and if you're in their car, you've basically got the best chance of winning the race. Whereas in stock cars, which is what NASCAR is called, every car is basically the same Except basically, they're they're only allowed to use the same materials, and then they can set it up slightly. So the, the tricky part is just finishing the race. Basically, yeah, yeah. So Not basically, dying in a ball of flames. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cole tells him, "If you, you survive, don't... you're probably on the podium." <laughs> <laughs> but yeehaw, what a legacy, boy! <laughs> Uh, and I say, I say. <laughs> <laughs> no one remembers winners, so remember on file losers. <laughs> uh, so uh, basically, Cole says, You build me a car and I'll win Daytona for you. And then we cut to, as Billy mentioned, Harry having a little chat with the, with the chassis, as they call it in America. Basically, the steel frame of the car. He's having a chat with the chassis. And it's it's. Kind of weird. Like it comes yeah, out, out of nowhere. At no be... point in his character that we've met so far yeah, does like, it. Sort if of... it's supposed to be a device to like make you like Harry and see how much he loves the sport and like make him endearing to you, or it how... fucking doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, That's a good it, point. Yeah. Is it supposed to build up? You know how good a mechanic and a car designer I don't is? Know. Because I don't you're just... like, I don't know. you just seem like a crazy old man that's uh, been sitting yeah. in there when the car's painted <laughs> yeah. and you're high on the paint fumes. In, fair, in, fair, in <laughs> fairness, though, it was that one scene that made this film qualify to be a drama. <laughs> it was the only little bit of character development that we really saw. Yeah. <laughs> the car was the only person that had fucking. Harry's car. Yeah. Yeah. with the chassis just puts it into drama. Car gets nominated yeah. for best supported for an Oscar. 
reactions. <laughs> they said his performance was wooden, but it was made out of steel for crying <laughs> out loud. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so it's a bit rusty. Oh my! Yeah, very good, Billy. Very good. Sta- stainless steel. It was stainless. It couldn't have been. Got even weirder oh. when he double ed farted the exhaust and tried to shag it. But I was glad to come before it got to that point. Sadly, just, sadly oh, he then, re- sadly then realised that it wasn't he wasn't related to them, so he took his dick out of it and moved on. <laughs> you guys must have watched the director's cut. <laughs> Not my proudest wank. The car's like, keep him away from me. (laughs) (laughs) No, daddy, no. (laughs) Show us on the hot wheel where he touched you. (laughs) (laughs) The car's like Brum. Remember the show Brum? (laughs) 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 I said I was going to try. So uh, (laughs) we then get another montage where we see the guys oh, yeah. building the car uh, and we finish that on. Again, more great music. The music throughout is just The music phenomenal. is a highlight. Um, yeah. And then we cut to number 46 and it's race day. Phoenix and Azora. Arizona, even. <laughs> and, <laughs> easy uh, for you to say. Uh, yeah, so easy. I said it twice. Uh, and uh, Rowdy, Rowdy pulls alongside Cole, uh, has a look at him and then drives off. Uh, Harry reports that, uh, that Cole is all over the track. Cole's just been hit, and this is where the first time he says nobody hits anybody in NASCAR. That's that's called Robin, and Robin's racing, as Addy mentioned earlier. Yeah, he, ta- he takes an absolute beating in this race, doesn't he? Really cavalier yeah. attitude to car crashes, though, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, there's 500,000 fans there wa- wanting a car crash. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> give the people what they want. <laughs> Being for the blood. Like. Exactly. <laughs> to be fair, that like, that does tend to be the best part of Formula 1 as well, when there's a big smash-up. It, it is what people tune in for, isn't it? I, I guess a percentage of viewers would, would tune in for that, yeah. 95%. Um, I said one one thing that um, I'll say about this film that perhaps the haters may agree with me on Uh is that the the racing shots are incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, they are. They're so good. They're so good for for what a thirty year old film. Yeah, yeah, it was shot incredible. And and the fucking noise from the engines is amazing. Have you? Has anybody ever heard heard a, a NASCAR in real life? I've not, right. but I've been to um, touring cars, British touring cars. The, these so NASCAR, similar or? No, NASCAR is on a different scale. I, was, uh, I went to Goodwood Festival of Speed one year and they had uh, a NASCAR there and they, they had the engine going and were revving it and oh my God, it's the loudest thing I've ever heard. Honestly, it's unbelievable. Yeah. They had the Formula One cars and this was like Formula One cars through all the ages uh, and they had the NASCAR there and that was for me the loudest thing I heard that day. It was ridiculous. Um so like, that's the, just America, though, isn't it? It's just yeah, power. It's exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Jeremy Clarkson was a sport, power. That's yeah. basically all these. All these. I can only imagine he, some he of the. He hates it though, doesn't he? He, yeah. he absolutely fucking despises. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah. He doesn't like Formula One either, though. He, he rants about. No, he it does. Well. He does like Formula One, just not as much really. as he used to like he's it. Not, yeah, he's not really a fan of it. He's bad mouth. Anyway. Friend, friend of the show. If you like, you know, if you if you like NASCAR, then he might have burned, burned to death years ago. <laughs> Addy's nemesis. <laughs> him, him and Pierce Morgan are both. <laughs> <laughs> they had a, they had a fight once, didn't they? Do not throw. They hate each other. Yeah. They, they, they hate like that, each yeah. other. Didn't um, didn't Clarkson punch Morgan on Concord? No, he threw, he threw, he threw a glass of champagne over him apparently, and then they had a little scuffle. That, yeah, because that was when Morgan such a middle class fight that is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he, he uh, replied with a caviar bowl to the eye. 
<laughs> all the while, all the while, Doctor Lecter was sitting there eating somebody's brain. You're upsetting my pigs. Uh, so anyway, Cole makes uh, he's taken an absolute beating as uh, BT mentioned earlier, and he. he Basically pulls in for a pit stop and the car is absolutely fucked. Uh, and Harry Harry leans into the window and says, All right, Cole, what I want you to do when you get out there, floor it and hit the hit the pace car. He said, like, Hit the pace car? Like, whatever you do, just floor it and hit the pace car. He's like, Hit the pace car? What are you talking about? He's like, Well yeah, you've hit everyone else out there, so I want you to get a perfect record. I was like, Good good joke, Harry. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's not particularly supportive, is it? Yeah, he does a few things uh, like that. Where they, they're not, that they're not that's based on a true story as well, as well, though, that some rookie driver for a NASCAR team um, basically just had the same race, and then they said, go and hit the pace car, and he went and did it. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and then, I don't know if you should be making jokes like that when you're in an intense race, racing 150 miles per hour, though. It's not well, really they were dead last, to, I think, at this and point. Bear, yeah. bear in mind, the guy has probably got, like, Head injuries from getting knocked about in the car. Yeah, he'll probably take you. Got a helmet on. Tell him over the radio to hit a pace car. That's ridiculous. That's shite. Isn't he it? didn't tell him over the radio. He was leaning <laughs> in through the window. Two feet away. Face, face <laughs> face. Face. I'm talking about Billy's uh, real real life story. Oh no, same yeah, thing. Oh, same same idea. Still yeah. bad, bad, bad form. Yeah. And then and then he makes a really strange analogy. He um, compares Cole's performance to a monkey fucking a football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite a weird one. Yeah. I was like, what are you, Harry, the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, by this point, we've had, we've had a race at Bristol uh, where he spun uh, and then uh, Buck comes over and is like, well, you know, he's, he's, he, there's one bit of the car that's not damaged. Harry then boots fuck out of it and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's damaged now, son. I don't want you. I don't want you. That's true. Like, I don't want you taking it easy, thinking it's it's all easy here. Uh, then they go to Dover, where he absolutely sticks it into the pit wall. Like he, like he, it, they cut to him. He's going at the speed limiter. They cut back to him, and he's going at about three hundred miles an hour when he I smashes know, into that. the pit wall. Because what's the like, limit in there? About fifty, sixty miles per hour. Probably, yeah. Probably and then he just he that, properly yeah. canes it into the wall. It's ridiculous. He absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Flat out. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was yeah. I just say he's going way too fast. It was a funny cutscene, and then yeah, we for that. yeah, and then we get the um, that's a paddling. We get to the <laughs> <laughs> then we get to Rockingham, which is the sort of the race before Harry causes uh, causes his uh, his driving as bad as uh, the big Manchester derby. Yeah. Next <laughs> I tell you what, I can't wait for Swansea. <laughs> Swansea away. And the big the big Dundee derby next. <laughs> And the final, and not killing Fife, because that's where it would be. And basically, uh, in Rockingham, Rowdy hits Cole again, so Cole comes into the pits. Rowdy is won by this point, and Cole says, I want you to, um, basically, he wants to, wants to pit. Oh, no, excuse me, there's a, there's a different bit. Uh, so Rowdy hits Cole again, Cole wants to pit, and Harry says, we can't right now, we're busy. And this is uh, where BE's fact about the ice cream comes into play. So what do you mean you're busy? Like, well, we're really busy eating ice cream. This, this It's not a good time for us right now. And basically, Cole comes flying into the pit, gets out the car, and tries to fight Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Just goes yeah. mental at him. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, that's ridiculously yeah. unprofessional. Yeah, I mean, and, and as well, Harry knows fine that his friend has invested his last yeah. buck into this singular... Cars. It's true. <laughs> Harry is a bit of a dick. Well, what we're talking, yeah. maybe like a mil- millions of pounds back then, even? Like probably, well, probably, uh, in total, uh, I mean, yeah, well, the, which, the, rate, the, the, rate, the rate that coal trickles going through cars, it's probably about four million. Yeah, all the tyres <laughs> yeah. that he's yeah. going through. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Harry thinks it'll be it'll be a laugh if he doesn't let him pit because they're having. Yeah, and and you probably probably charged those ice creams to expenses as well, didn't he? Maybe it was the sponsor provided them. So, so we then this is. As 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 uh, as Cole goes to try and lamp Harry whilst he's enjoying his ice cream, Tim looks over from the sponsor from basically from the gallery and he's he's courting some of the sponsors and basically the sponsors are like, Well fuck this, if this is how you the, the Actually head. that that makes Harry fucking ten times an asshole if he knows that there was yeah. fucking scouts in the fucking, in the stand as well. Right. Fucking that, Magnum yeah. and Solero and all that, they're in there, they're all having <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw uh, Walls and Nestle were yeah. having an absolute having a, a, a well, just get through a feast as well, that's poor. Oh, good, good ice cream though. It's a strong ice cream. A, you can top, get a good top, feast. Top tier oh, ice cream. Feast is yeah, absolutely is top tier. Feast are shit. I'm with you, Addy. Yeah, no, Addy, no, Addy. You, you're thinking about present day feasts. We're talking about nineties feasts when they were actually a feast. Yeah. <laughs> I'll admit um, the outer shell isn't amazing, but once you get to the inner chocolate, that, that's, oh, that's oh, half the battle. You've got you've got to save that inner bit for last. What? So you've got to eat three quarters of a shite lolly to get to a decent bit in the middle. Hang on. It's just right, how Nick enjoys his movies, Addy. Come on, Addy. What's a good ice <laughs> lolly? That might be a top tier lolly at your end of Kunusti, mate. We were eating Snickers, yeah. Snickers and Mars Snickers. bar ice cream. Snickers. Mate. Now, oh, no, with a little no, Solero. Now, Snickers ice cream. I'm, I'm behind you on yeah, that. Yeah, Snickers and that's Mars pure. ice cream. I'm far right. That's a chocolate can't, bar. I can't beat them. That's a chocolate can't bar hybrid. I'm not having that. Yeah, well, I'll take a Solero all day long. I followed no, by a Magnum. No, I'm not having that either. Magnum. Yep. Yeah. Oh. No, I'll take a I'll take a twenty pence ice pole from Inspos. God, you should have been living down my end, Zakharisti, with that chat. <laughs> uh, so, and, and that ice pole was free because the octopus stole it. So I'd rate this film as three feasts and a clipo. <laughs> so, so you hated it then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Who knows so, anymore? So we know that the sponsors are now not interested uh, after their latest stunt, and if they don't finish in a decent place in the next race, then Tim's going to have to pull the plug. Uh, as Beatty mentioned earlier, this is where Harry eloquently describes Cole's racing ability. is as good as a monkey fucking a football. And then Tim's like, well, fuck's sake, everybody out except Harry and Cole. And Probably they both blame it on each other. <laughs> they, they, they blame it on each other, both pretty stuck up and arrogant. Uh, and and all they need to do is work together. There's just no communication. They can't talk to each other, um, which is pretty pretty evident by this point. And then so Cole storms out after blaming it on Harry, and and Harry's like, oh, he can drive. He can drive ridiculously well. He's just fucking like if if he listened to what Harry had to say, they would win. You know, four out of five races every time without a shadow of a doubt. They'd be better than everyone, but they just don't listen but to then, each other. Um, then Harry says um, after Cole storms out, he says, oh. I can't talk to this son of a bitch. Like, you haven't even tried. Yes, I agree. You just, you just give him shit. All, all you've done is give him fucking shit. Straight from the get-go. And yeah, and now you're saying you have you can't talk to him. No what? wonder he doesn't want to talk to you. Once all, all again. All you are is fucking horrible to him. I the agree. Problem of the, the problems that they have are solved in the pub. They just yeah. go to the pub, have a beer, and they figure everything they were probably listening to the podcast a at the time. of moonshine whatever your tipple is that is a fair point though because like Robert Duval has probably come across quite a few racing drivers and they're all like that he's the archetypal yeah, agreed. racing driver particularly of that era where they were proper arrogant 
they're probably a bit more media yeah. savvy now, but it's not, it's yeah, not a sure. surprise that he's like that, is it? Yeah, he just yeah, he's he spot his on. ego stroked. Yeah. Absolutely spot on, and I, I, you know, I, I didn't quite pick up on it because I, I, <laughs> I genuinely love the film. I didn't quite pick up on uh, that, but that's a very good observation, Pete. Because you're right, uh, looking back at it in detail, Harry really is a bit of a dick and doesn't really do Absolutely. anything to further the cause. Doesn't it's, encourage him. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah. thing, it's though. almost it's like he doesn't want to be there. It's two alpha <laughs> males just coming up against each other. That's what the whole thing. But is. as Beatty says, like this guy's, this guy's, this guy's a gen. Well, it's more than two if you bring Rowdy well, and then Ross I mean. Wheeler it's, into this. Every but relationship is just two point. alpha males going head to head. But as as Beatty says, this guy's a legendary, um, or Nick mentioned it. Sorry, he's a legendary uh, head mechanic, chief mechanic, whatever you want to call it, head of the team. Um, he's 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 basically <laughs> car sweet talker. He's basically come up with racing drivers for years and years and years, so he knows exactly what they're going to be like. He just needs to find he needs to find. Yeah, him surely in. he's met a prima donna oh, racing yeah. driver before. Exactly, exactly. Um, I've never met one like this before. He's too calm and level headed. He's just too calm and level headed. <laughs> this is exactly what he thinks. This is exactly what he thinks and does exactly what he means. He'll have met he'll be he'll have met a bunch of James Hunts in his time, won't he? I'm not swearing too much on this podcast this week. Uh, It's also funny because it's a racing driver reference. It is, it's a great reference. He works on so many levels. levels. And and he was an arrogant cunt as well, wasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Uh, (laughs) Mum. Mark's mum just turned it off. Again, Susan's unlike this. And for that reason, Nick Bremner, I'm out. So basically, they get to the pub, as Billy mentions, they have a few pints, and it all comes out. Cole feels like an idiot, he doesn't know anything about cars, he doesn't really know how to um, talk about them, he doesn't know what to say about them, and Harry's like, is that it? That's the problem? Why didn't you say before? He's like, well, because I I didn't want to sound like an idiot, you know, typical like alpha male behaviour of being like, well, I just don't want to do something because it's going to make me look stupid. And so we cut to the track, they're going to figure it out. And they, they talk through their training and their vocabulary lessons, basically, of what's happening to the car on track, like when it's going really fast, but the back end sliding out, that's called loose at the back, so on and so forth. This and is the bonding bit, and you this, do not feel yeah. like they're bonding whatsoever. Not really, no. <laughs> they're just sitting there going like, this is a wheel. Is this, this when they go... Yeah. This, sorry, is they do, sorry, I, this is when they do 50 laps versus 50 laps. Aye, yeah. I was going to say, it's yeah. like, right, okay, you go do 50 laps your way, and then we'll do 50 laps. It's like, 50 laps? That's That feels excessive. Maybe yeah, five? Maybe no, but like, these races... These races got all weekend. Like. <laughs> these races go on for 250 laps. So, uh, uh, Fuck that, you're joking. No. What, they do that same thing? Yeah. 250 200 times? to 250, also, depending on where they are. Yeah. I think it's... Oh who's keeping count? I think I discovered where... Who's keeping count? I know, there's loads of them. How there's do they fucking board. know who's Scott? They probably That's do crazy. it all a redneck. Well, you say that. Alcohol. You say that. But there was a, you say that, who's keeping count? But there's been... I think there's been two occasions where the Formula One checkered flag's been dropped a lap early because the person who was supposed to be doing the checkered flag lost because count. they are so bored. Like, yeah. <laughs> so bored, eh? Wandered <laughs> off for an ice cream. Well, Lewis Hamilton is ahead, so it's the first lap. Let's just wave it now. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> it's all an afternoon. I tell you where they're losing a lot of their time, though, is the fucking woeful pit stops that they're doing. Oh, they do that so shit bad. in Formula 1 in about 2.3 seconds, and they were doing yeah, about on 10 average. minutes. Yeah, yeah. 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 
I mean, it was in yeah. the 90s, and Formula One pit stops in the 90s were probably about five seconds. But five seconds compared to the 25 that they seem to take yeah. to take the time. Well, oh, an absolute lifetime in those pit oh, stops. Unbelievable. One of, the boys tra- you- one of the boys was trying to shove a tyre on like he was trying to lose his virginity. It was, it was hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what you're trying to I'm not, not going to elaborate on it. What? <laughs> is, there, is there a story you'd like to bring up there, Nick? <laughs> okay, so it was just one night. It was me, the TV, and a tire gun. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Nick had a night of thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's nights of thunder. Name of the podcast. That's, that's, not, that's not the name of the podcast. That's a spin off. <laughs> So uh, then they get to um, then they get down to Darlington, which is the next race they go to after they've worked out their little. Was this vocabulary. not Darlington as well? No, it's Darlington. <laughs> Told you. Uh, so they're, they're at Darlington. Darlington. Yeah, um, that's on the east coast line. It's on the east coast line uh, between uh, Sheffield and York. It's near it? Newcastle, is it not? Ah, between Newcastle and York. Newcastle isn't and it? York. Excuse me. Yeah. Got a big race circuit there, apparently as well. <laughs> Massive, <laughs> and they, they get half a million fans in you it. Yeah, loads of people commuting oh, over from America to come and see it. I haven't seen crowds. I haven't seen crowds like that since somebody scrammed a fucking Charizard at primary school. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Darlington, and everybody's pretty down because they're a, a second off the pace, um, uh, uh, behind everyone off off Rowdy's pace, who's leading the way, uh, and and Cole. Sort of by this point, Cole and Harry are best friends, and he says that the car's perfect, Harry. Don't you worry about it. And they're in, they're cruising around in twelfth place with thirty laps to go. And Cole hasn't basically. Cole is just driving around as he's been doing on Harry's Very advice. Sure. And basically, uh, Harry says to him, "Cole, Cole, you need to slow down. You're obviously overcooking it." Ha- uh, Cole says, "Harry, I, I literally haven't done anything different. Everybody else is slowing down around her." And Buck brings the scoreboard over and is like, no, he's right, Harry, everybody else is slowing down. He's, he's doing fine. And, and Harry's like, okay, Cole, keep going. You're doing great. So You would so think he does. that the team principal or the team manager would understand that fact that everyone else was going really slowly and his driver was going quite quickly, which once again leads me to believe that Harry <laughs> is not the best person to be managing this team. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't usually uh, have. Harry doesn't even that... know what lap they're on, Billy. He's too busy looking for his ice cream. <laughs> he, he's fucking sitting the wrong way around. He's like, <laughs> oh, somebody... I, thought, I thought we turned. I thought we turned right at what, this track. What's the Not score? Left. What's the score? <laughs> just a right right turn on this one. Yeah. Yeah. somebody get me a fab over here? <laughs> I turned the car up to turn left. I set it up that way. Uh, wait till wait till I get that car back in here and chat to it. I don't know what's for. <laughs> just, just wait, just wait until we get to some. Oh, she'll so regret memory. that later on. Oh, that sweet little exhaust pipe. <laughs> Naughty girl. <laughs> In most circumstances, so, though, the guy that built the car wouldn't be the team principal as well, would he? That's budget cutting mm, right there. Probably, He's probably. Not. I mean, it's, it's obviously a bit different, and this was the. Harry the does 90s. it his way, Bremner. Who this was the nineties. You think of Bremner, you the... think of Frank Williams, like uh, late eighties, early nineties. He was heavily involved in how the car was built and yeah. set up with Patrick Head. Yeah, but he didn't so build so it physically, whereas. Robert developed, but well, correct. It, but yeah, Formula One, Formula One was barn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's what they're saying. It's stock car, and that's the point of NASCAR. It's supposed to be basic. Um, any, but it must be pretty high budget, given the fans they're bringing in, the sponsors they've got. It's definitely high budget back then as well. I, I think it, I think it's probably, probably a tiered system. I, I see your point, I, but I, I think it is probably a tiered system. And actually, 
individual owners can race can build race teams so like which is exactly what tim has done you know he's got a fairly successful car business um and it's a good opportunity for promotion of his car business all over america if they're successful in in the racing to be clear am i the only one here who doesn't like racing of any kind uh, no i, don't, I uh, like take formula one but i don't like much else I like Formula One. Yeah, I'm a Do massive you? Formula yeah. One fan. Yeah. I, like I, I know you like Formula One. Mark's a huge fan. I, I passively like it. Uh, see, if you, see if you watch Formula One, but ignore the first three or four drivers, it's dead interesting. But if you take in the well, it is at the moment. Drivers, yes, I agree. It's not interesting. I agree. However, the Drive to Survive series on Netflix is it's fantastic. Yeah, that it is. is that's what got me back into it. Cause that is actually yeah. gives it a bit of a pace to it. Yeah, and, and you, you get understand. you get the sort of the drama and the politics. Yeah, it's like a little, it's like a, sit, uh, a sitcom. <laughs> it's like a drama series, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. It is really, and great. it's way it's it's shot. I don't know how they do it, but it's shot so much better than actual live footage of a Formula One race. Yeah, it definitely. makes them look faster, sound louder, so on and so forth. It's, it's well, it's really unfortunately, good. we're not allowed to talk about that. We need to talk about Days of Thunder. So Come on, carry on. Yeah, Harry slipping it. Yeah, to the so car. Uh, Cole's up to fifth now, uh, and he's got a, a half. He's he's half a second. Lap quicker than leader, and he's got 15 laps to go. And all of a sudden, he's up to second. And then he uh, basically is, is he cruises up to the back the, of Rowdy and the old he, treacherous turn four. Not yet. Uh, he basically has to cruise up to the back of Rowdy and then gives him a little smash on the back of the bumper. And Harry's like, "What are you fucking doing?" And he's like, "Well, Robin's racing, Harry. You know how it is." And then uh, <laughs> Cole uh, Cole Pitt from the lead because he's cruised past the. Uh, Cruised past um, Randy and uh, Rowdy, even. <laughs> uh, he's cruised past Rowdy and he. Uh, he... Rowdy with a steel chair! Trouble <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cage! RKO! <laughs> uh, and uh, so he, he, he cruises past him and then he has to pit because he hasn't been in the pits yet. When he pulls into the pit. Is that a rule, there's... by the way? Does he have yeah, to you, have to, you have to pit a certain amount of times, yeah. Oh, such a wank rule as well. But, well. Them's the is, rules. That, is that not Formula One now that you say that your plan like is going to have two pit oh, stops? So you have to no, you have to, you have to. In Formula One, you have to use two compounds of tires. It's slightly different. In in NASCAR, you have to pit a certain number of That's times. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, he ha- he has to pit. So he pulls into the pit, and then there's a problem with the air gun for the the pneumatic. Yeah, that guy gun. makes an arse. Oh, of the, the body tire, pit stops yeah. again. Yeah, he's had an yeah. absolute nightmare, and sure. he, he comes he comes flying back out three laps to go, and Cole is fucking raging because he's now down in third place, and basically Harry tells him to shut up, gets him to calm down by telling him he's put some, from what all I can gather, he's put some magic tires. Oh, on. and this is <laughs> why this is magic this is why from Robert Duval again. So he's putting this guy's life at risk here. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. just have a laugh about yeah. it after. I know Tom Cruise gets a little bit annoyed briefly. Then everyone's like having a laugh about it, get the ice creams out. And it's like, that's, that, he just plays with his life there. <laughs> yeah, but not yeah. even that. When when Tom Cruise is getting interviewed, like, I'm, I'm skipping it forward a little bit. But yeah, yeah basically, I, I just say, I, Billy, just, we'll, we'll just quickly do it because yeah. this is where we talk about the corner. Yeah. Uh, Harry convinces him to, to go high because he's already told him you can't go around the top side uh, at the final turn. It's it's too steep and there's too much debris on the track. You'll lose um, grip and you'll lose your speed. Uh, and he's convinced him because he's now got the magic tires on. He can go high and round the outside, which he then does, and just out drags him to the line. Basically, uh, they celebrate. This is the interview takes place over to you, Billy. 
Yeah, so the, the, the TV interview is interviewing um, Tom Cruise and Harry and they say to Tom Cruise's character, you know, how did you how did you do that? You know, notorious turn four, the death trap that is, that everyone that's ever tried to do that is, you know, the blow that out of proportion. Yeah. He goes, Harry put special tires on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's going to sound and, dodgy as fuck, right? Yeah, the reporter's like, I know, that's an investigation tire. right there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And Harry goes, <laughs> Harry does the worst thing ever. He goes, um, nothing in particular, and they move on. It's yeah. like you no. know that somebody's asking for that to be investigated. Nothing <laughs> like else is said they're, about it. Right? They're over to the car and they're taking those tires off to look at them. Hundred <laughs> percent. If that if that's going on, the FIA are involved. That car's not leaving the track. Nobody's leaving the track. The, yeah, the, people the, are there the result for weeks. Is, the result is suspended. Uh, there's an internal investigation, yeah. but no, the interviewer just goes, "Okay, thanks, Harry." See, yeah. uh, on to the next guy. He's got something exciting to do. Oh, oh my God, look, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're slapping each other a little bit playfully now. Oh, let's let's focus on that. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's a good point, man. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's silly, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, we're, in the, we're in the garage afterwards. Harry's just talked Cole into going uh, the high side. Uh, Tim thanks Cole for... Uh, sorry, Tim thinks Cole will get killed if Harry keeps giving him information about the special tyres like that uh, again. However, as he goes high, there is fucking amazing music as he, he beats him on the line. Sort of the theme music for the the, um, the the movie. It's fucking fantastic. Harry's lied to Cole. It worked. They survived. And they've now got a sponsor. Hey. So uh, it's, all, it's all happening now. Tim even wants them to promise to win Daytona for him. And then they're in the truck, driving back, just drinking, as as they do in the truck, driving back. Um, yep. And Cole basically tells us that his old boss, his old team boss, was a criminal and was done for fraud. And he used Cole's name because they were winning to uh, further his fraud cause. And it turns out it was his father, hence the trust issue. The trust issues. Awkward. <laughs> the trust issues with uh, male figures of authority. Yeah, uh, and uh, we haven't confirmed that John C. Riley's dad was uh, Buddy. Buddy, that's true. Yeah. yeah, we find we find uh, that out, in and the, it kind in of van. skirts over again. That's probably a story that could have been elaborated on. Well, any time yeah, it gets I near anything was... serious, they they do very well to take a right, a right think, turn. You know, away I from think Duval's done some dodgy shit. Maybe it was the special tires again with. Uh, I think <laughs> yeah. it was with Buddy because he seems pretty um, <clears throat> determined to convince. Um, John C. Riley's Buddy, that his, yeah. that his dad died instantly. Yeah, he had yeah, a heart yeah, yeah, yeah. attack before it happened. Did he fuck? He burnt to but death. But how, yeah. how did your daddy minutes. suffer? It's a strange yeah. one because... <laughs> but it's weird though because like they say like, you know, they didn't Listen, I talked to cars. That they was the most painful death a car's ever inflicted on somebody. They the car told they me. They didn't investigate because of Robert DeVal's telling them not to bother. How is that like the legitimate reason not to investigate? Surely that means they should investigate it even more. Absolutely. As we established, don't bother. I, I designed the car. If I someone said tells you not, not to investigate, yeah. I think that's a pretty big sign that you should. Tell you what, guys, yeah. he, he, he had a heart attack. Don't waste your time. To be fair, honestly. though, Billy has quite rightly pointed out that you know the the, the authorities that we've been dealing with um, have <laughs> just right. heard that he put magic tires on the car to win the race, and they say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, what was so magic about them?" And he was like, uh, "Nothing." Uh, as as so, Billy uh, said, so I mean, if that's if they're they're taking his word for it, Robert Duvall is apparently the coroner, and he said he had a massive heart attack. 
so, yeah, oh well, listen, if that's the Rob, case, then Robert enough. Duvall, yeah. as we all know, is a fantastic actor. Oh, phenomenal. Now, Harry himself must also be very convincing in what he does. So he's just managed to convince everyone, well, the same as Robert Duvall would, that convince the cars to go around the track. Was it, well, it basically what happened though is that there was the, the, the when the car crashed and this guy died, there was a doctor turned up and then and then Robert Duvall said, oh, "I had a heart attack." And then the guy went, "Oh, what do I know? I'm just a doctor." And then fucked <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, everyone at one of these NASCAR events, let's be honest, they probably bring their own banjo around. They're all half cut by the like the start of the race, so it doesn't matter. To be fair as well, like when uh, we learn that um, Buck was Buddy's son uh, and, and uh, Harry's given him the chat about, oh, well, the coroner announced it was a massive heart attack before he'd even hit the wall. It cuts to Buck and he looks pretty unconvinced about the whole situation. He's just like, <laughs> this guy is yeah. full of shit. Like. This guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, the police pull over the truck. Right. For okay, two police cars have escorted this stripper, stripper slash stripper, stripper. <laughs> three police officers. That's a good name. And for them. two police cars. That should be questioned as well. What if there was? I also take major umbrage with this scene. Like, obviously, they've they've paid for. But that's only uh, because somebody's imper- impersonating a police um, officer. Maybe. Paid for a stripper. <laughs> well, well, like what? Have they, have they have they managed to convince local cops to come and pull them over and be in on I the know. gag? I just quickly say she's not a stripper. She's a hooker. Okay, yes, I agree, Billy. Like, we will. We will come to that. I don't know if that, that makes it any better. Yeah, or worse. yeah. Like you, you interrupted my role for a fucking semantics, but. No, <laughs> Um, but yeah, like what the fuck How, have they have they paid some cops to pull them over to also escort a hooker in their car dressed at, like it's so absurd. Well, it's so, just remember, no, so, so much wrong with it. It's absolutely not absurd. Robert Duval has convinced everyone to do as he says. He's just convinced them. Like, look, you need to bring this uh, hooker to this bus at this particular time, and they've gone okay, and that's what's happened. People in this Robert country. Robert. People in this country moan when they see an ambulance parked in the drop-off bay at Sainsbury's when they go in and get a can of Fanta, but it's okay for these guys to escort a hooker <laughs> to a travelling... They've had to track them down. They're travelling fucking fan of merry idiots. What's actually happened here is the, the police officers, unfortunately, have been poor passengers in this whole situation. Uh, before they left the racetrack, Robert Duval chatted to the two cars that were the police cars, and he's told them <laughs> that he needs them to chase the bus, <laughs> chase the truck, and drop the hooker off. And the cars have obviously <laughs> fed that into the subconscious of the police officers as they've been driving. They, um, yeah, and they've also, we... they've also been uh, tasked with reopening the case against Robert Duval and the dodgy <laughs> car. But we'll kill two birds with one stone then. We'll take the stripper at the hooker there, keep Tom Cruise acting, and then we'll question Robert Duval. Um, but yeah, all, all in all, this is a fucking dumb. So are we going? Yeah. Are we going to talk about how um, Tom Cruise is fully erect when he gets out of the fucking bus? <laughs> is he? Well, he has been lying on the bed with yeah, Robert Duvall, really. That. So, yeah. like, literally, when, when the the hooker comes round and she grabs his cock, we've got yeah. a concealed weapon or whatever. Else, he's already fully erect, and that's evidenced by his his, his jeans. And you're, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked really hard. Oh. <laughs> Either that, or he, either that, or he's concealing one of those tire gruns that Bremner was using earlier. Tire gruns, gruns. I mean, didn't cut anyway. Does it really matter? <laughs> nah, this whole thing's getting cut. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, so the, the the police truck pulls over, and Billy's right. She is definitely a hooker, not a stripper. Yeah. Whatever. Well, well, no, no, she, she I don't think it makes a difference either way. To the way. Yes, it does. Blatant wasting of police. Aren't hookers time. illegal though? Stripping the, the is not illegal. Are, the two hookers are not illegal. Well. Actually, um, prostitution is not illegal. Sleeping yeah. with somebody for money is not illegal. Offering sex for money, however, solicitation. Is yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. There, there we go. go. An overanalyzed scene there. Well, just to finish off, just to finish off that scene, I've mentioned it before, but Robert Duvall finishes it with a, a, a whistle. My God, that man can whistle. They've got a sponsor. We're in Daytona. We've got a sponsor. Superflow are now the sponsor, and Cole is the favourite, having won five of the last six races. They are racing round, and Cole's plan is to loosen Rowdy's rear bumper and take him out the race because you can't be driving around with uh, loose bodywork that's dangerous to not only yourself but to the other drivers. As uh, basically, as as Cole goes to loosen it, Rowdy spins him, outmaneuvers him, spins him, and Cole saves it, and uh, they they go again. And then there's a big crash at turn four. Uh, it's always turn four, isn't it? Treacherous turn four. Always turn four. And. The, the, what you normally do in a, in a um, NASCAR race is that if, if you're going around the oval circuit, IndyCar's the same. If there is a crash, you go up to the highest part of the circuit and you go flat out through it. Uh, and it allows the other um, cars, anywhere there's been an accident, because it's on banking, they all run down to the safe spot at the bottom of the, the, race, the raceway. Um, and obviously you need to accelerate when you go high to keep the pace and the aerodynamics working so that you can stay up on the, on the banking as it banks up. So that's, that's what you're meant to do, and that's exactly what they do. But in this instance, for whatever reason, Rowdy spins and Cole T-bones him, and there is one heck of a fireball, uh, and they're both rushed off to hospital. I was going to query the, the speeding through it, but that makes sense with the banking. But then surely the rule should be everyone just slows down at that point <laughs> and just like drives really slowly through the through the I, that's Ironically. Ironically, the brakes on these cars are absolutely woeful. Really? Yeah. I don't really need them that much, do they? Exactly. Yeah. Um, So uh, it's because slowing down is for liberal snowflakes, Brendan. There we go. Back in the room. It's like you thought that yourself, Addy. Seamless. To be fair, chaps, can I just say, uh, Addy, now do it like very good acting. Very good acting. (laughs) Yeah, you better watch out, Mark. Why? For what? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we're in hospital. Cole is panicking because he can't see. He he's been wheeled into surgery. It seems like as Rowdy is as well, and uh, they've just come out of surgery. Sorry, and and Cole's still complaining he can't see. And Rowdy is uh, obnoxious and rude to the staff that are John, saving you his said, life. Like Cole, Cole's complaining that he can't see. That's a pretty big deal, Mark. Yeah, I'd probably be complaining. Yeah, I'd, I'd be yeah, pretty upset. A, on the, it's like, oh, where, where? <laughs> Jesus, all right, there's a guy over here with a cold. Fucking calm down, would you? It's <laughs> fair point, Billy. Yeah, my point. eyes, I, sort of I cannot see one. a thing. I used to be able to see for my entire life, and now I can't. Oh, well, send Please me Please mend my eyes. <clears throat> yeah, whatever. All we've, I have. We've, whatever, we've got fucking seven COVID admissions in Ward C, for God's sake. Please. <laughs> Uh, yeah so Cole can't see and uh, Rowdy's been very rude to the staff and Dr Claire Lewicki played by Nicole Kidman 
Right, who came up with the fucking names in this film? Yeah. Cole Trickle, Claire Lovicky, <laughs> Randy, whatever his name is, Burns, Buddy, Randy Buddy Brother, Buddy Roddy Piper, stupid. No, Randy Quaid's his real name, B. <laughs> <laughs> Randy's the real name. Yeah. <laughs> Time yeah, to play Randy's Randy. the actual name. They yeah. are in the deep south, though. It's, it's to be expected. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. And, and I heard that before Nick Cage started his acting career, he was into screenwriting. Uh, and he may have had a, a hand in the script. <laughs> Although, having said that, Tom Cruise actually Better does get a writing credit for this uh, for this script. Does he? Yeah. Well, no, I no, actually no. read actually that Tom um, Cruise is, is, is Scottish. They cousin. were. Um... Oh, he's a taxi driver in Glasgow, isn't he? Yeah, I hear he writes Bond. I, Tom Cruise, <laughs> right up for a cruise. I read that they were turning up. Like some days, they were turning up on set, and the script was still being written. As they were filming, yeah, that's, that's not believable. As, that's not as unusual as you see. you think it is. Uh, in Maybe in the half hour's um, productions that you're in, Mark. But this is Hollywood <laughs> we're talking about. Well, things like pints camera action. Yeah, that's certainly <laughs> half hour. Exactly. Like yeah, it's it's absolutely no and production that, that's quality. That's literally still being written. Yeah. <laughs> Don't compare rubbish like that to this. <laughs> so, Dr. Claire Lewicki. Dr. Claire Lewicki enters and uh, saves the day, and uh, uh, Rowdy turns on the charm. Um, to which she sees through very, very quickly. Uh, but her Clever voice, Mike, you're always naked. <laughs> her voice, <laughs> she's, got an she's so accent, Aussie. She? She's yeah. so Aussie in this. Well, she but is. Her voice yeah, she is, is Aussie. To... <laughs> so... Correct. But uh, her voice apparently is enough to calm Co- uh, Cole's uh, nerves and, and worries about voice. not being able to. Which to... no, yeah. Good night, Mike. Your eyes are fucked. <laughs> Holy shit! I haven't seen eyes that fact in a long time. A quality, Mike. Steve, Steve, come and see this, mate. You're not gonna fucking believe it. <laughs> you, won't, you won't believe this. We're gonna peep us on this. Fly with that time. We're fucking hanging out. He's completely <laughs> fucked. And when I see him in the next room, he's gonna think I'm a stripper. <laughs> Which is a total plot hole, right? She's clearly talked to the guy. He knows her voice, and then in the next scene. He molests her. Yeah, the guy's on. The guy's on a fuckload of morphine as well, though. Yeah, he can't see. I, I mean, this, and his, and his no, brain's swollen. That's why he can't see. That, if he's on a fuckload of morphine. That would be some prank. That would be some prank yeah. to be fair. Like if they got a stripper in the ambulance, like be. at the crash site as well. Like guys, there's like it's okay. It'll to be do. fine. As he's like followed him all the way through to like his late scans. He's like they paid for him for like fucking six months or something. So he does all his rehab and everything. It's, <laughs> that's, it's the, that same, the best part of a year. It's the same woman that played the cop. We can get away with it. I mean, your your eyes were fucked. We we're going to see how long we can get away with it for. Well, we got those sponsors on board. That budget's gone to good use now. <laughs> to be fair, we had to sweep you off. It's up to like ten grand now, so you're as well just. Um, so, so to to catch the listeners up, um, this is a throwback to the hooker that's impersonating a policewoman. Uh, Cole assumes that when Nicole Kidman returns to do a checkup on him, that she is um, a hooker impersonating a doctor. So he proceeds to grab her hand and stick it on sexually his dick. assault him. Um, which is, yeah, which, which is, is sexual assault. Is, 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 yeah, yeah, which is sexism, which, uh, which is a lawsuit. Yeah. It's a lawsuit right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so okay, Robert Duvall uh, will bat that. We'll knock that out of the park, <laughs> that lawsuit. As soon as Robert Duvall's question is just like, nah. I thought it was the right thing to do. But um, honestly, the shit you could get away with in the 90s is fucking uh, unreal. Sexual well, assault? Plot hole after Not plot really. hole after plot hole. Everywhere well, else uh, happened until is, I mean, <clears throat> the, the only sort of, uh, the, the very, very loose reasoning um, 
the whole team come in, don't they? Oh, they're the very bad goons, aren't they? Yeah, they, guys, they, they all appear like like everybody That's comes in all be allowed in there. I know. I know. I know. Although, to be fair, it was the 90s. Hannibal Lecter was flying about for fun at this point, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the shipment <laughs> wanted, by, wanted by the FBI. All yeah, the rest of hogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Clarice was just chasing... That's why Clarice couldn't catch Hannibal. She was too busy dealing with the lawsuits that were happening in fucking Days of Thunder. Clarice was trying <laughs> to figure out, been happening. did the man have a heart attack or not? It sounds as though he did because the man that talks the cars said he did. So we then get to the wheelchair race, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous oh. thing. Like, I, genuinely. No, it's funny. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's it funny. is the best wheelchair scene since the one in Big Trouble in Little China, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it's so stupid though it's so Fantastic full of bravado and macho bullshit isn't it it's so pathetic to be it's fair so all that was missing was Kurt Russell uh, yeah. I mean but well, also yeah. it's also oh, ridiculous well, that... Kurt Russell was they wanted him to yes, play yeah they wanted the him for Rowdy oh Rowdy they, they wanted yeah, um, yeah fr- friend of the show Kurt Russell <laughs> was no, he, turned it, he turned it down though because he thought this was a lot of shite so <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> script it made no sense well, fun, fun <laughs> very, very unrealistic Remember the Cole Kidman's <laughs> part? Anyone, anyone that's anyone turned down that part as well. Like Michelle Pfeiffer, Kim Basinger, Goldie Hawn, probably. They all turned down that part really? as well. Yeah. But wasn't Isn't that particularly this the one the Cole Kidman and um, no. Tom Cruise got married off the back of this, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Right, that would have been like the next year or something, was it? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. About then. Yeah, they were there about. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, the, the wheelchair scene is just ridiculous, though. I mean, if you look, you look at the orderlies who... <laughs> Who can't keep up with two guys pushing their wheelchairs? Like, just pull I mean, them back. these are, these aren't exactly these aren't like racing wheelchairs. They're not going at like fucking Robert Duvall set them up thirty miles an hour. You know what I mean? They've got the special tires <laughs> on. I don't know. Robert Duvall <laughs> chatted to them before they actually got into them. Yeah, I don't know, if, if, but if if you were the orderly going down the corridor and the, and you'd just be like, look at these two dickheads. Would you be like, I don't get paid enough to deal with this fucking nonsense? Like, it's people yeah, just actually, like, oh, yeah, yeah you tend might, to have a duty yeah. of care, beaty. And, yeah, uh, they might create the someone that actually has some problems. That's probably a distinct chance. Exactly. That well, that is that is true. If they fall over, yeah, I'd say that yeah. they, there, there are. It's some your responsibility, there. isn't it? Well, that's the thing in in uh, in a hospital that you have to get to the door and then you're allowed to stand up because inside, yeah. if you if anything happens, the hospital's, the hospital's liable. Whereas if they wheel the yeah. shit, yeah, wheel you out and because of the insurance outside, company. Incidentally, yeah. though, this race was. Was more exciting than a NASCAR race. Yes, because they turned right <laughs> infinitely. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty high no, up. Actually, it was, it was a straight, straight line. I mean, yeah, they went in a straight. Well, line they do turn, yeah. and there's an accident. They do turn. Yeah, yeah. they turned once. Yeah. yeah, they turned right yeah, actually from memory. Yeah, there we go. Well, if they're turning right, whoever's on the outside, I think it's Rowdy's on the wrong side for that. Then he'd be well yeah, out of position. Sure. He'd be. He should, he yeah. should, he's got the inside line, doesn't he? Yeah, he should be smashing yeah, it. He's had a nightmare. Uh, so. They, uh, after the wheelchair crash, they then get back into their wheelchairs and they're wheeled into the meeting with the um, head of uh, NASCAR. Big John! As a, as yeah, a Big point, John. Really weird. Fred Thompson. Really weird that the hospital allows them to have this private meeting in their boardroom. NASCAR probably donates to NAS- them. Yeah, NASCAR. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably owned by Big John, <laughs> to be honest. Like, 
he, <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy who owns everyone else. Uh, did anybody else recognise uh, Fred Thompson that plays? Yeah, Fred but Tom? I don't know what from. He's in Die Hard 2. He plays Trudeau in uh, Die Hard oh, 2. Good knowledge. If anybody remembers it. He's, oh, he's also, good spot. He's also, he's done loads. Uh, I'm sure IMD Bill. Yeah, I recognise him from somewhere. But well, yeah, when I started saying, I, like, I, know, I know he's in loads of stuff, but I couldn't think of a single yeah, thing. Uh, he um, is in he, the Hunt for Red October Sinister. Mm, yeah. oh, that's another excellent So he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Let me try and see what else he's in. Cape Fear, good movie. Seen that too. Yeah. Uh, he's he, honestly his career's phenomenal. I've, I've seen his face yeah. a few times. Like, yeah, yeah. loads of stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically, Doctor Lewicki tells the the board that they need more time, and the doctor is dismissed. And uh, basically, Cole tries to speak to her on the way out, realizing what fool he made of himself previously. She ignores him, walks out of the room. Big John decides that they um, this is their last chance. If they even so much come as come like near each other again, they're both going to get uh, suspended, fined, all the rest of it. Uh, and. <laughs> After he's given them an ass whipping, he then says, as a show of solidarity, you will drive together to meet us for dinner tonight. He then hops down off his stool to reveal that he's in fact little John. He's only five foot one. <laughs> and jumps in his wheelchair and races out of the room. If you want to take me on, race me. He, he just likes to be called Big John. Just come on, just give yeah. me a just, yeah, just uh, he, he, he donates a lot of money at this hospital. Just, just call him Big John. It's <laughs> I. It is I, Big John. Sorry, sorry. Who is that? Who? I, I can't see. I don't know if I mentioned. I can't see. <laughs> who is this? And then um, we, they, we, we then have, see. We have a little... Sorry, but you gone. No, uh, were you just going to move on to the scene with Robert Duvall? Yeah, okay. Harry. Harry tried to yeah. be a nice guy. Yeah, but he's just like so. It's like. He's trying to apologise for Cole's behaviour, and he's like trying to explain to her. He's like, um, "Oh, you know, it, it was actually all just like a really funny misunderstanding. It was like a, a, a sweet, endearing case of sexual harassment. Like, no, you know, yeah. no nothing to get concerned. Well, about. that's like, why there's no lawsuit. You know, Harry's yeah. had it worse. Just yeah. to add into that, you know, <laughs> it might be a little bit sexual harassment." He's only broken the law when he had sex with a hooker and we bought her for him, you know, so he's not, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's a really nice guy that sleeps with hookers, drinks, and yeah. crashes race cars. And Dr. Lewicki, just wait till you see what Weinstein and Jimmy Savile get up to in a few years. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> now then, now then. <laughs> oh, I really hate that man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that's supposed to be a bit of uh, endearing chat from Harry to Dr. Lewicki there yeah. and to make Cole sound out, sound like the good guy and you know all the rest of it but it's just a bit bit creepy actually when you look at it in isolation yeah. and yeah. it's not he's a really nice guy he only slept with a hooker because we paid for it like you know he wouldn't have done it if <laughs> yeah. we didn't pay I for mean, it we not what not I'm right? not saying he's cheap <laughs> I'm not saying he's cheap right but he didn't pay for the taxi <laughs> over here as he just keeps going like digging a hole he's like honestly you should have seen her honestly she had a pussy like a moose's ear (laughs) (laughs) so uh Cole is waiting for the doctor um Presumably the staff are only allowed to park on one level of the car park because this thing is a multi-storey beast that you can see and he's just waiting at the top of the car park hoping Based upon the that previous uh, the doctor conversation is not lending him any favours. Yeah, so not only not only has he uh, tried to sexually assault her, Harry's then chatted to her and said, 
Ah, uh, he thought you were a hooker. Don't worry about it, love. Like because he likes a hooker. This is not looking good. This is exactly. This is not looking yeah. good. This as is he not peers over the wall. Oh, he keeps yeah. harassing her at her car as well. So let yeah. her drive away. She wants to get home. You've, you've done you enough. You her. You've done enough. Is that like eighteen hours shift? You fucking ungrateful. Exactly. Girl. Get away from her. She needs five minutes sleep before she's back on on call tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous. So uh, he, he basically is waiting for her. Ask her out. Instantly shot down, um, and he's left standing there like a spare prick on top of the car park. After hitting him with the door, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't move, so yeah. just the old... But also, the I, meant, I meant to notice, have you noticed, obviously, Tom Cruise is 5'6", and I think Nicole Kidman's about 6'5". Yeah, she, I think she's 5'11". Yeah, yeah, I, I googled yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't every, know he was that short. Yeah, every, um, every... Beatty all confirmed this, Beatty's a massive Tom Cruise fan. But every scene that they're in, they have to stage it so that Tom looks... Taller than her. Taller. And no, you, that's it, funny. That's funny. Because there was a medical scene later on, yeah, uh, where they look almost the same height, but Nicole they he's sitting pan, on the bed. Pan to know Nicole Kidman's. Uh, she's got heels on, and they look yeah. about the same height. But then, oh, she would have been about eight inches taller than him. Then at that yeah, point, yeah, yeah, she had yeah, heels on as well. I mean, most most of the scenes that they shoot, obviously together, are, are from the the shoulders up for the most part, except, yeah. except when they're in bed. Yeah. Um, but most of it is, is, is so that you couldn't really tell the height difference. And even when like she pins him against the wall, you can sort of see she's leaning over the top of him slightly. When they're in the car, when they're in the convertible and they're sat uh, and it's, it's it's short, sort of looking up at Tom, slightly looking down at her. Yeah, her head's her head's like scraping off the roof, and his wee feet are like banging off the head of the thing. The wind, the wind is whi- whipping her hair back, and all sorts. He's, he's actually shot. pumped his seat up, so he's like a little old deer leaning over the yeah. steering wheel, and she's as low as he can possibly go, and she's still a good inch and a half taller than him. <laughs> Every scene, Tom Cruise is standing up, whether he's got a trench coat on with someone below him and on their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> forward, forward, stop, <laughs> left. <laughs> what? What are you? What are you saying? Nothing. Forward, <laughs> forward. After, after they did that scene in the car, little John got in and had to put the seat down so he could reach the pedals again. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, God bless you, Tom Cruise. Well, that day. must really bother him, though. Eh? Like it must be a real. In the arts yeah. yeah, well, hundreds of million dollars in the bank that's going yeah. to go to Scientology. Maybe. It must be a nightmare. He's probably not bothered about it now that he's like a mega billionaire. <laughs> I bet at the time when he was trying up and coming, yeah. he bet he, yeah. hated he it. never employs anyone taller than five five. So uh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's one of those guys that's fucking adamant. He's six foot. <laughs> yeah, like, he says six well, foot on the I, I'm five. I'm five ten, and I'm clearly taller than you. I am six foot tall. <laughs> I've always been six foot tall. I will die I brought, six foot tall. I brought, I brought my right. measuring stick. Look, look, right. it says six Stop. foot. It says six <laughs> foot. Yeah. He's cut it off to like to be the height, and he's brought six foot in bed. Tom Cruise is seven feet tall. Fireballs out of his arse. It kills men by hundreds. The measuring tape starts at fucking four centimeters. That can't be Tom Cruise. He's only five foot six. No, no tall enough. Right, riding a fucking pygmy pony. <laughs> a little Shetland pony. <laughs> it's a mighty stallion. <laughs> I see you've noticed my steed. My mighty, mighty steed. The, sta- like- the stallion would be voiced by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Come on, Daisy. Did you hear that? He called me a noble steed. Please stop it running. Make it just walk because it's too quick for me. <laughs> 
So we cut to the dinner scene <laughs> and Tim and the head of board, uh, Big John, and the, the rest of them are all waiting Big for the John. guys to arrive. Rowdy uh, picks Cole up where, where apparently they've agreed to meet, which is right next door to a rental car uh, agency. No, they drive uh, yeah, They drive right into this. No, 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 no. Because no, no. right. Ra- Tom Cruise is standing there. Tom Cruise is standing there and Rowdy drives up. Scene. This scene. No, they drive to the agency together. Yeah, they do drive in the car. The drive, drive. And then, and then uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper suggests that you know what to do. And then they, they roll up at the car rental place and rent a car. It's yeah, so and this dumb. right is so they, dumb. They have they, Big, Big John just gave them the fucking bollocking of yeah. their lives. <laughs> he said that you're not allowed to piss about, you're not allowed to bump each other, you're not allowed to even look at each other on the fucking track. They've been trying to certainly can't go drifting down at the beach. They've been trying to kill each other on the racetrack. They they literally look at each other and hate each other. And then all of a sudden they become best friends because they wreck two rental cars. I'm sorry, what I a know, ridiculous! So silly that, oh, that's the, the oh. Let's let's just rally these cars about, and then we'll be best friends forever. Piss off! Yeah, uh, the, like and yeah, police would be all yeah. over that shit. Like, recent, recent no, so they're like, escorts. Who cares about to be honest, Pete? So we've got too much time. Got time. Harry had his work cut out um, that day to convince the police not to fucking chase anybody that was driving along the boardwalk and killing people. About? Harry was too busy. He was chatting to all the cars in the rental car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> I was like speed dating oh, for him. You've seen some shit. <laughs> Big Pierce Morgan's not much of a fucking salesman if he can't kill 20 minutes of dead air, is he? Sitting <laughs> there like the most awkward, yeah. introverted human in the world. You're like, fucking say something then. You're a fucking salesman. One of those like scrunching up a cigarette packet and stuff. He's fuming, isn't I know. he? It's like, they're it's only like, 10 minutes late. Everyone just settled down. Like, Fuck, ten just, minutes, yeah, just be in hospital. They're, they're gonna die. <laughs> one of them can't see, and one of them's got a brain bleed. So you can got a brain problem. You can chill out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if give them a break. Eh? Or, or you know what? Medical. You could, Big John, you could have just paid. You could have just paid a taxi yeah. to pick them up. No, rent, rental cars. <laughs> I know. Telling them to drive together as if it's a bond. It was such a. Yeah. It was really terrible. Yeah. But then, so they, so they think it's a good idea to both rent a car and smash fuck about out of it and race down the fucking street to the re- it's so no, stupid it was a stupid scene I, I, no, I, I, I sincerely hope they took it, it, could, it they could have done it in wheelchairs oh no wait they did <laughs> this is this is the dumbest yeah. scene in the movie no the, din- the dinner scene no the, the, the dinner scene no. sorry Mark no no the, the stupid race scene in the um, but once again all, all the, this the, is the macho cars. dick measuring because it's alpha males yeah. trying to be fucking it's dominant male bullshit continues on Yes, uh, so we arrive at dinner uh, and uh, you can see that they've become best buddies. Uh, And we get to the next race, they're back at the track. Cole is on the phone to Tim trying to organise some tickets for Daytona. And Russ Wheeler is introduced by Harry. Russ Wheeler is played by Carl, uh, now I'm definitely going to get this name wrong, but Carl Ells. Elwiz. Oh, Carrie Elwiz or something like that, isn't it? Um, Oh, yeah, he's another guy that always plays an asshole. Yeah, but he's been in so many movies. Yes. You know know who he's in? He's in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He plays Robin Hood. That's right. And um, Princess Diaries. (laughs) Princess Um, Diaries. He's also in (laughs) Saw. Dr. Lawrence in Saw. Yeah, he's Dr. Lawrence in Saw. He's also in Liar Liar. Princess Diaries 2. Oh, yes, he is. He is in Liar Liar. (laughs) Liar Liar. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's been in loads. This this guy he's had a hell of a career. He's born, I think. I th- I'm not sure if he's British or if his parents are British, but 
No, well, he was born in Westminster, London, England. Oh, Westminster. Yeah. Fucking hell, that's oh, pretty there prestigious. You go. Well, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so Carl is he's had a hell of a career. And um he is the replacement driver who Cole doesn't even bat an eyelid to whilst he's on the phone. I mean a bit of a shit time for Harry to introduce him in fairness. He can clearly see Cole's on the phone. Alright, no worries, Cole. I'll wait for you to finish your co- your phone call. It'll only be a couple of minutes, clearly. Uh, and then I can introduce you to the guy who's also going to yeah. be driving in your place. That and how much money do they get paid in NASCAR? Because it must be a shit ton. A lot. Because a lot. Yeah. Imagine if they're the, the amount of bit, flowers yeah. and balloons that he sent her, and then he's like, "Oh, I'll fly out here, baby." <laughs> you know, her, how did he get those flowers in that flat? Exactly. And how did he get her address? Because the last time she knew, he was sleeping. No, you, with you see him on the. And... You see him. There's a scene where he's on the phone. And he's asking for her address. Yeah, you do. You do see. Um, which, which is another issue I want to bring yeah, up. Data right? protection. So, Go ahead, B. GDPR, mate. Creepiness. <laughs> no, no. Wait. So creepiness is directly proportionate to attractiveness, right? So everything he does to pursue Nicole Kidman in this film is creepy stalker level bullshit. Um, but because he's good looking, he gets away with it. Like if he was a little creep, he'd be like, "Holy shit! This guy needs to be in jail. He's a psychopath." He he fucking stole her address, broke into her home, and filled it with fucking pot plants. Is That's it, mental. Is it a, That's fucking yeah. mental. Is it very similar to a guy perhaps writing I love you in sticks outside somebody's window? Um, I mean, it's not as that's not as extreme. So, so yeah, what, yeah, it's up there. It's implied that he done it physically himself. Well, no, 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 no. he he he, he phoned the florist and paid for them to go. And but still, I think he finds mental. out he gets it the landlord or whoever's in charge of the building who obviously has a spare key. No, we, we don't well, know. That's, we, that's, that's, um, we don't know if that's if it's a lot of assuming there. Well, he like, he doesn't. That could all be delivered when she's there, and it's like put it down there, put it down there. Because so, well, like, whenever, whenever, <laughs> wherever he is, he then has to, he asks her to fly out, or says that he will fly that's, her out. That's that so is mental. He's obviously mental. not there. I find the whole Nicole Kidman Tom Cruise love thing inexplicable in this film. Anyway. I, can't, I can't believe like they got married off the back of this. No, it's I, so I didn't mean that. Yeah, there's like literally no. But, uh, there's no, there's very, yeah, very little like, chemistry. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. There's no chemistry at all. They, they have no, no reason to be together. Their, their relationship starts with a case of sexual assault. Like, yeah. It's fucking mental. And then, and then it's, 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 well, her head's turned because Harry goes, oh, he didn't mean it. He thought you were a hooker. It's, that's, uh, it's just a laugh, eh? Yeah. He sleeps yeah, with hookers. Well, that's much better. Yeah. He's always got a hooker exactly. on the go. It's, it's very flimsy, very flimsy. Um, so I, I, I want to make a quick amendment. I said Princess Diaries for Carrie, whatever his name is. It's Princess Bride he was in, not oh. Princess Diaries. Nah, he's a poor man's Princess Diaries actor. Anne Hathaway yeah. wouldn't be near him. Wouldn't, wouldn't be seen, seen dead near him. <laughs> I do apologise, IMDB. I should have picked that up for you. I'm sorry, mate. Fuck's sake, I am right. Bill. One right. job, we, we, one we job. The whole, the whole series. Still, last episode fucked up. <laughs> what um, what phone call is Tom Cruise on when that annoying twat keeps handing him tea? I'm like, sugar. So this oh, is, yeah, this is the next, this is, this is the next oh, yeah. phone call. Yeah, this is literally the next phone call. That's so it. she's arrived. She's arrived home. Fuck found, off already. Found the found the flowers. He's freaking black coffee. That bit's quite. Funny. I think that's quite. A funny I thought, scene. I thought it was actually quite a funny scene. That is quite. Yeah. That, I really like that I, scene. I thought it was hilarious. It's, uh, are you nearly finished, Thor? You just fucking handed me it. Go away, like. Yeah, but if you've got to go on your break and there's some fannies in there having a phone call, that would annoy you, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
It did. It did. It did make me laugh. He he asked the most random question, which is never touched upon again in the movie, other than we've already mentioned it in the podcast. He says to her on the phone, "How tall are you, by the way?" <laughs> At no point is it raised again. She doesn't answer it. Well, At uh, no point is it called... raised or used for anything. T- taller than you. Yeah, anyway. the goalkeeper's like, "Well, I'm about five foot eleven, and Tom Cruise's like, oh, "I'm about six foot five, actually." So that works like perfectly. <laughs> well, that, that's that's perfect because I'm six foot, so that means I'm an inch taller than you. Yeah. Uh, so you not that it's a big deal, but I'm an inch taller. To wear. I mean, just you the inch taller. Have to wear flats, obviously. Um, <laughs> and I'd have to wear big fucking heels for about six inches. So uh, Cole convinces her, uh, her boss, that she needs to fly out to Carolina to check him and Rowdy out to give them a, a checkup, rather than them going to the fucking hospital and seeing the nearest doctor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this know. again, this, this is, is not a particularly loose, loose storyline. Yeah, not here. a particularly grueling examination here. He has At to put his no arms point out. Is she described as an expert? And she basically... Well, she is. Her, her boss is the neurosurgeon. Well, yeah, her boss is the, the expert. The, the doctor no, underneath. Her boss is the expert. And she goes, oh, yeah, my boss and is. He, yeah, but he convinces, yeah, but he convinces her boss to let her fly out and do the I, That's a little, so, bit, a little bit creepy when they're doing the eye test and he keeps looking at her as yes, well. Yes, like, yes. And if anything, Such if an anything, un- that's non-sexual a scene. It's a, yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I agree, Adi. It's not sexual at all. But he's also blatantly failing the test. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that way, to be fair, he does need to turn I can't, right. I can't so. pass you if you don't do what I'm asking you'll, you yeah, to you'll do. It's funny, though, because I did, I, did, <laughs> yeah. I did read that. Okay, okay, okay. Apparently, Nicole Kidman, <laughs> apparently Nicole Kidman did say that she wanted to learn more about, like, you know, neurosurgery. And the producers of the film said, honestly, you don't, you don't need to know. Like, they actually <laughs> no, they did. They actually said, it's not worth it. And that, there we go. All you need to know is, like, tell someone to put their arms out. Them to look from side to yeah. side, and they passed. And, and amaz- <laughs> amazingly enough, and, and, and when if they collapse, Kidman then actually the auditioned for Interstellar, and she said, "I want to learn all about astrophysics." They just said, "Nah, sorry, move on." No, she in Interstellar. I'm saying that's why she didn't get the job. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> So yeah, uh, apparently after the examination, he, he, where he he literally steals a kiss from her, um, which is a bit creepy Second again. And um, yeah, and and then, yeah. and then and then he's upset that she's not interested in him. He's like a whining little baby, like a big strong <laughs> six foot baby. And then how could you ignore me like that? And then she pins him to the wall, eats his face. It's like, of course uh, I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to be professional. Uh, I love my job. Uh, to the bedroom. Is this where we leap into the, the creepy racing Literally. race sugar like packet race on our yeah. thighs? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is this? And he explains them slipstreams to her. And you know, you, did you notice that they forced drafting into the uh, the yeah, final later on. the yeah. final the final scene of the movie where yeah. he's chasing it's a tenuous Ross link at best. It's like, come on, man! You're meant to watch that and think, oh yeah, I remember that being demonstrated on Nicole Kidman's thighs earlier on. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Why didn't they come up with shake and bake? It would have been way better. Yeah. <laughs> shake and bake, baby. Yeah. Slingshot engaged. But, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Talladega Nights is like John C. Riley's response to this film. It's like everything that was wrong in this film. I no, I actually I actually disagree, but I think I think it's everything that was cut out. It was everything that was promised to him and his character development that was cut out <laughs> yeah, from his maybe. movie. Yeah, it's yeah, he he movie, which is um, Talladega Nights. Like, and unfortunately, they cast Will Ferrell as his part. 
So, uh... so like, so if if the main character was John C. Riley's character, that's a more compelling story. Well, His father's just been killed in a NASCAR race. He has to take on the mantle and become the number one race car. That, that's I want a story to watch that movie. I'd get behind that. There we go. Oh, that's that, actually a good shout, be. Yeah. Well, that's actually why I picked this as a drama. Uh, it was from oh John God, C. Riley. And then he finds drama, out that like Robert Duvall's like designed the car, but then he finds out that Robert Duvall was responsible for his dad dying. Yes, yeah, holy shit! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, boys, I'm yeah. not going to air this bit. Mark, but I think we should write, erase this. I erase this. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know, I know a guy. I know a guy who really likes <laughs> racing who could play that character. Shall wink, we? Wink, nudge, shall nudge. we call it Knights of Thunder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lights of lightning, Nick. Lights, Lights of, of lightning. lightning. Lights of lightning. <laughs> Jeez, oh. Uh, oh, God. All of those films. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure... Uh, I'm not sure British Nashcar, uh, British Nash touring car, car pulls, the same, uh, pulls the same numbers, but... Uh, no. No. All 20 fans in the stadium is not quite the same as <laughs> half a million. But... <laughs> shoot, we'll shoot it And the crowd will wild, presumably. We can't really see them. They're so far away. <laughs> and then, so, sorry, back back to this love scene with Nicole Kidman. Well, you say love um, scene. Well, yeah, okay. Fucking um, scarcely so, a scene. Um, they're... they're <laughs> So they're lying together post-coitus, probably. Coitus. Um, I was going to and... say that, but I scrambled it out. <laughs> and uh, she says to him, isn't there anything else you want to do with your life? And like, wh- why? What if he just wants to be a race car driver? What's wrong with that? Like, he's also yeah. pretty good at it. Like, yeah. yeah, like, what? what's the deal? What do you need from him? I don't understand. But I, I think mean, I think she's scared for his life. Uh, yeah, I think that's a dangerous it, yeah. sport and all that sort of stuff. But, but like, equally, you know, like, like, this is clearly something he's incredibly good at. It's clearly something he loves. I agree, yeah. he needs to actually grow up and face a bit of reality, which is the point I think she's trying to make. But, like, he's already literally living his dream. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it happens a lot in films. Like, you know, like, the, the romance... Um, you know, they get to get so he's um top of his game race car driver. Um they get together and then you know things happen. You know, she she gets together with him knowing that he's a race car driver, yeah, knowing yeah. that that is part of his being. Yeah. And then it gets to the point where it's like, I can't be with you if you're gonna be a race car driver. It's like you knew what you were getting into. Hundred percent. He's fucking race car th- and it happens in like cop films. Be like, I can't be with you anymore if you're gonna be a cop. Like you got to together with him when he was yeah. a cop. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, it's it's a it's such a bad it choice, is. and it happens all the time. It, it's like I'm, so, I'm sorry, Doc. Well, Nicole, I've literally got no other qualifications. I don't know what I'd be doing. You're enjoying the champagne lifestyle. He barely has any car qualifications. Yeah. He, he He's like, know I, I, what the, the I don't know what you want me I, to do. I don't know what you think. It, yeah, I, I, I'm a millionaire. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm getting paid a million pounds a year, and if I do this for 15 years, <laughs> we're set for life. That's all we need yeah. to do. And um, you went you went to medical medical school for ten years, and I get paid and you twice have a lot. Well, yeah. at least at yeah, least no, university debt <laughs> in the United States. And yeah, I medical school a medical school debt in America is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, or yeah crazy. Yeah, it's like a million dollars or something. They earn like but fucking you 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 buy on B all the time. That happens. Is it? There's a slight danger job. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's just tired. Like I I, I don't like it when it happens in films. It, it, it's it, a fair point. Like it's, it's it's a very yeah, and there's a, I think I think it's weak as well in this film because there's literally no development of their relationship either. 
Like no. it's not a no. captivating, intense relationship you know, they've got. Do you know what? It's so it's poorly really done. It's really interesting you say that. Nick. It is. It's really the not. Relation, the relationship that properly. they have is very much like. Um, in Big Trouble in Little China between Kurt Russell's character. <laughs> no, genuinely it is. At least Kurt Russell has the, the gumption to say, no, I'm not going to call her. I'm out. Yeah, he said, no, I've yeah, got my truck. That's it. Yeah. See, I'd argue, yeah. I'd argue it's more like David Lapan's relationship with the two women in the movie. No, no, that, that's the relationship between Tom Cruise and the cop. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt Russell's like, my only love is the open road, baby. Yeah. And, uh, and if you can't love me like that, then don't love me uh, at If you all. didn't listen to the episode two of the series, you missed it. But you can go back and listen to it now. Yes. Correct. It's still available, available on all your, be- all your best platforms for listening to podcast. So uh, they're off to Rowdies. They take the motorbike. Again, very little safety in America. No helmets in sight. Uh, they take the motorbike over to Rowdy's farm. They meet Rowdy and his wife and realise he's got a pretty good life, actually. And all he wants to do is earn enough money. He's got a nice place, doesn't yeah. he? Big yeah. old farm. Well, but, he wants a new it, place, it doesn't like he? It sounds like they're renting it. They, they own the land, but they're sort of renting the house, I think. I, I don't really I know didn't really understand that it, to be honest. It's a yeah. mortgage. No, but like, he, wants to, he wants to build no, they his want own to build house, the house on an island no one's in ever the farm. In. No, I think they own that yeah. house, but they want okay. to build a purpose-built house on the bit of land over the yeah. water, don't they? Is Okay, that He's makes a bit a more sense. And yeah. th- this this whole <laughs> bit still really bugs me that they're now best friends. He's having a yeah. I don't buy it at yeah. this piss either. No, I don't know. Oh, this, to be fair, if you were in a near why, it why humanizes Rowdy a bit. If you were in a near death situation with someone else, I think you would develop a bit of a bond with them. Yeah, Af- yeah. Immediately after it, they were racing down the hall in wheelchairs because they needed to measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they, they bonded after back that. into another near-death experience by stealing some rental cars. Yeah, I think they bonded. Yeah. I think they bonded <laughs> after that. I think yeah. they really did bond when they stole the yeah. rental cars. Yeah, this point. That's why I mean, uh, Rowdy's character development is actually it's a really good for me. It's the best character arc it's, in the whole it's, movie. It's, it's like a, it's like a grudging yeah. mutual respect that you see between. Formula One drivers. Yeah, um, I suppose of, it's quite yeah, similar yeah. to the uh, what's the the movie that was no, actually far better than this, but Rush. Well, you need to narrow it down, yeah. Daddy. Uh, oh, I, oh, Rush. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a brilliant film. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was true. Also life. directed, also directed by Tony Scott. Is it? Was it? Yeah. And they start yeah. liking each Is other, right? even though they're they're intense. Actually, IMDb Bill yeah, just yeah. confirmed that, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, they have a they have a grudging respect that grows into yeah. 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 So I think that's plausible. That's where the best development of relationships. Yeah, I think this. I, I would definitely agree. I think this actually humanises Rowdy quite a bit and um, Mark, makes you wrong. think he's who, more who than just a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Rush, I'll go and find out. Yeah. Uh, Billy, while you're at it, um, just randomly, I've remembered there's um, there's another really shitey motorsport film, but Sylvester Stallone is in it. Can you find out what that's called? <laughs> yes. Uh, I know what the one you're talking about. Um, Mark, it's Ron Howard that directed Rush. Yeah, that's what uh, I said. From Sunday, Monday, getting cut. Don't worry about it. Oh, Ron Howard's fucking hell! Yeah. No Ron way. Howard, Aye, Tony, yeah, Tony yeah, Scott's brother. Hey, Howard, you try the fish? Yep, yep, yep. That's so good, Al. <laughs> Beatty, are you thinking of uh, Death Race Two Thousand? Uh, no, no, it's Death Race. Nah, Death Cannon Race Ball. is the one when they're in prison. Is that right? And they have to race for their lives or some shit. Well, Death Death Race Two Thousand is nineteen seventy. Five, so no, it's, it's more modern than that. I think it's nineties. Oh no, I know the one you mean. Um, you guys carry on. I'll find it and I'll bring it back up. I'll shout out. Yeah, so they, they've uh, 
Rowdy is sort of laying out his life plans, which is funny because obviously Nicole has asked, uh, or I say Nicole, Dr. Louis K. Clare has asked um, Cole Trickle what. Um, Sorry, I've got it's called Driven. That's like, it. Literally driven, the yeah. most boring name of yeah. a movie. That's an indie car movie. <laughs> that's an yeah, indie that's car right. Movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's, oh, it's fucking pish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like a nine painter. We're in the uh, we're in the <laughs> yeah. speedboat, and it, clearly, um, Claire, uh, Doctor Lewicki has asked um, Rowdy what his life plans are after racing, and he says, obviously, we want to build this house here. And his wife says, yeah, we want to live in a house that nobody else has built uh, lived in before, and um, they need a few more million to make it happen so that he can retire and they can live on the farm and and actually enjoy their life. A heartwarming story for the ages. <laughs> An everyman tale, just, if you are. Just another yeah. million, and we'll be able to afford our gold-plated shark tank. <laughs> Rowdy becomes the most likeable character, really, for me in this movie. But um, he, he He's the only um, person with any heart or and, soul and integrity. In yeah, and he. Um, I don't know so about he integrity. This, he rams people off the roads for a living and. Last yeah, but he doesn't hide away from it. He doesn't hide away from it. He happily admits it. And, and Robin's if it was racing, other, Nick. He wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have done that for him the other way around. Would he? Fuck? Probably right, Addy, because uh, that gets brought up later on. But his wife's but anyway, not uh, questioning his career choice, is he? Is she? Correct. That's, uh, that's, another, that's another point. Yeah, and 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 then he gets seasick in the boat, or and she's like, "You ain't never been seasick a day in your life." So we cut to the examination, oh, it's which intense, isn't takes it? place by the snooker table. Or the pool table that he's got, um, sort of weird. In, in, in his in his study, and it's really cool. But but equally, Tom Cruise is just allowed to stand and watch this in, examination take place. Um, and obviously, we see uh, Rowdy faint when he closes his eyes, uh, and Tom Cruise, or sorry, Cole Trickle, runs off to be sick. Or does he? Is he not quite happy that what's happening because he might be the champion now? Oh, old, old yeah. rowdy guy. He, 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 run, he, runs, he runs through to the butler's pantry and punches the air with glee, knowing that he'll be the world champion. He's almost dead. Sooner he'll I'm be dead. I'm the best redneck. Are you here, boys? I'll bring the cup home for daddy. <laughs> I'm the best redneck, and I'm not even a redneck. No, I'm a Yankee. Again, I think it... It doesn't expand on it, but I think it, he's worried about the same fate befalling yes, him. It, is, it, it, it yeah, forces but, his own morality. But they don't expand on this or develop this at all either, really. And well, they kind of do, which is the whole reason that he, he, can't, annoyingly enough, he can't drive. Annoyingly enough, we have to you know, actually deal with the bullshit that they're friends now. This is the first man that he's made a connection with I don't, since his dad I, I disagree with away. the bullshit thing about them Other friends. than Harry, piss off. They've, they've, they're both like top of their sport and they've had a near-death experience together. I think that would create a bond. Cole's won one race. At, at the very least, a grudging respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So he's, basically, it forces the realisation that Rowdy is not okay Two forces Cole to confront his own morality, mortality even, uh, and, and that scares him, that actually, because they, they have to feel that they're invincible and every time they step into the, the race car that they're going to win they're going to perform at their peak and nothing bad is going to happen to them and actually seeing rowdy who is top of the sport who is the champion be in a position where actually his life is being endangered by an injury that he sustained on the track um sort of hits home with cole and that and the combination of um dr lewicki questioning about what he actually wants to do with his life 
or, or life after racing. Sort of his world is coming crashing down. Sort of the, the walls that he's put up um, have come crashing down that, that have allowed him to compete in the way that he has done. Uh, and he has to start questioning himself. And as I said previously, he loses confidence and he loses sense of self and self-worth and what he's going to do. All the while this is happening, um, and after Claire has looked for support about Rowdy not racing again, requiring surgery, Cole doesn't give it. All the while that's happening, Russ, the replacement driver, Russ Wheeler, has been winning race after race after race in Cole's absence. And uh, Russ is a bit of a, a cocky prick by, by this point. He's he, very he's hateable, yeah. isn't he? He, he? he plays it perfectly, though, because he went from being... Uh, when, when Cole was on the phone, who sort of Cole writing him off, and him being like, oh, I'm really... Uh, I'm really excited to be able to r- drive your race car, Mister Trickle. Like I, I, I oh, promise, I won't crash it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not as good as you do. Uh, to to turn around and be like, well, you know, if he comes near me, I'm going to ram him off the track. He's just another competitor to me. Yeah, he, he basically turns into a dick real quick. And then, uh, and as Russ as Russ passes him by and smashes into him and all the rest of it, gives him a little wave on the way past. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. then Harry, very, very unlikable. Yeah. Harry then questions who, where, or sorry, where Tim's loyalties lie, uh, and and Tim says, "Well, Russ is winning for me at the moment, but obviously I want to see Cole, Cole do well because he's the guy that founded this race team, got it going, and um, got Again, us to where we are." More the name toxic on masculinity. Are they, Correct. I mean, this film is just toxic masculinity. It's just too. I mean, it's the nineties. The nineties was toxic yeah, the whole, masculinity. The whole thing is, I mean, no, it wasn't bullshit. It's just, it, it, it annoys you at this point in the movie because everyone's just trying to fucking outdo everybody else, but they're not even that good at what they're doing. Well, Cole, I, Cole's know, I, good. Um, I like that they explore the kind of mental trauma that a collision like that would cause. Because um, if you think like a civilian having like a, a, a pretty serious car crash, that's like a life changing event. Absolutely, but, yeah. Uh, a top tier race car driver, they're expected to get back in the car the next week and fucking crack on with it. Yeah. You know, like, Quite like, right. That's, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> well, you are getting paid millions I, I, of dollars. Yeah, but you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's a seriously what, what traumatic What value event. are you putting on your life or yeah. anyone's I do life? Think it takes a big mental strength. I, I don't, I don't rate them as sportsmen because I think that's <laughs> folly. But like, I do appreciate the mental strength it takes to do this shit. Depends what you class as sport. Like you know, they don't, yeah. actively they do nothing. But in terms of skill and, like you say, mental strength. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's like, de- I mean, you put it for me. You'd put it in the bracket of say something like snooker, golf. Uh, you know, technique, yeah, darts, yeah, technique yeah, based, yeah, yeah. technique and mental strength based sports. Well, well, obviously, obviously, yes, 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 being physically fit advantage. Uh, yeah. You know, gives you. But a then, certain if, advantages, if you're talking but... about Formula One, they they have to be peak. No, physical. yeah, no, they because are. of the G force. Yeah, the, because of the, the G force that they've been yeah, put under. Like, I agree. So, I, I I would argue that they are athletes, but that that's a conversation for uh, yeah another time. Maybe maybe it's on the randomizer. Who knows? But so yeah, so so. Cole, Cole is struggling. They're back in Atlanta. Cole's struggling. He's on the track. His head's all over the shop. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's really panicking. And he sees uh, Russ Wheeler approaching him. And he smashes into him and rubbing racing. Uh, all that chat comes back. And uh, Cole um, panics and blows the engine, which we learned about earlier um, when you shoot it over four th- at 9,400 RPM. Uh, the chances of blowing the engine are, are pretty high. He does it intentionally. And he feigns ignorance on what happened. He's like, oh, the engine blew. There's nothing I could do. It is what it is. Harry then checks the dial and sees that he's clearly blown it. 
but doesn't say anything at this point. Can I ask? Is, is the, there's basically like an analog button that they can move to keep the revs of, for the engine above a certain point? No. So, it, so they, they, when you drive it, it's a revometer, but the button that he yeah. presses takes it to the maximum RPM right. that, that it's been at in this running of the engine. Right. Oh, okay. okay, I understand now because that bugged me. I, I was like. Why would you possibly move that? And yeah, okay, it's a very, a very minor scene that I don't think it's explained till it's very brief at that scene. And I think it's unless you have a working knowledge. It's explained in about explained ten minutes later. I think he says, "I know you blew yeah. that on purpose." Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cole has left the left the the, the race obviously at this point. He calls Claire, uh, and she claims that Rowdy was a no show for the the checkup and the surgery. Tim, meanwhile, is looking for Cole to have a go at him about blowing the engine or you know what's going on and, and wrecking the car. Uh, Harry sort of throws him off the scent. Um, As he does. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he talks, talks him out of it yeah, uh, convincingly. Gives him the wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, he, he sort of is defending Cole a little bit and you see that obviously Harry's sort of grown to like respect potentially even love cole uh some would say uh <laughs> and uh he uh, he's sort of a victim of his own success i mean it'd be a better romance than cole and nicole I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. more more fucking believable anyway yeah. uh, and uh apparently there's one too many roosters in the, the the hen house uh and tim thinks that russ isn't doing anything wrong even though harry's pointed out that he's clearly uh antagonizing cole uh and Tim's uh, response is, well, Cole's just not running good. They've got sponsor trouble. Tim's still loyal to Cole, but he is, uh, his patience is um, disappearing. Cole's just jealous how well Russ is doing. We get to North Willsboro. The doctor still hasn't seen, uh, hasn't seen, uh, sorry, Cole hasn't seen Rowdy and the doctor, Lewicki, has a problem with um, Cole not having made an effort to see him. Uh, Cole as I say, is still dealing with the, the head fuck that he's been going through of drivers supposed to be invincible and by acknowledging Rowdy's situation, he realises that they're mere mortals. Ross uh, taps Cole in the pit lane and then parks his car in front of uh, Cole uh, in the pit lane, which would be so fucking annoying. Like, <laughs> it would be so annoying. Basically, fucks his race up. Absolutely. It's basically the equivalent of having the person in front of you at a petrol station be behind you in the queue. Yeah. You're sitting there going, like, where is this fucking dickhead? Yeah. I'm trying to work that out. Yeah, I don't uh, understand. Right, so, uh, if, if you're in the queue at a gas station, or a petrol station. Gas station. Gas station. So the person I'm in front just thinking of you, Daytona, Nick. If you're pump, if you're pump ten and they're pump nine, they're in front of you yeah. at the actual pumps. Ah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when you go yeah. in, if you get your petrol paid for you first, you can't ah, overtake right. them because you're stuck behind them. What, like you can't get your car out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly which, what. It is. Which is exactly okay. what okay. what happens okay. in the pit lane. Yeah. Um, so 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 Cole manages to get back in the lead. He's leading the race, uh, and and Russ drafts up behind him, and then he spins Cole with maybe a lap to go. Basically, puts him out of the running. Cole drives into the pit lane and demands new tyres. Harry says, what's the point? We're out of the race. Cole's like, give me fucking new tyres. I need new tyres. Gets a new set of tyres on. It's Buddy, not Harry. Is it Buddy at that point? 
Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Harry would tolerate that nonsense. Okay. But Buddy's like, yeah, okay. So Buddy put some new tires on the on the dumps. car, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Cole flies out the pit. Meanwhile, Russ is celebrating. He's got the flag out the car, driving around the track on his own, having won the race. And Cole absolutely t-bones him. Out of order there. You know, it's like as as stupid as this scene is. Again, based on a real NASCAR event. Yeah. Right. Really. Yeah. Great knowledge, B. Have to say that's good. Knowledge. That's good knowledge. Good IMDb skill. That's it. Yep. And IMDb. once again. A low IQ event. Was it? IMD beats. <laughs> IMD beats giving IMD <laughs> Bill a run for his money here, eh? <laughs> Season two. It's on. Oh, it's on. <laughs> I say, I say it. I say, I say it. Let me do the IMDB stuff. Let him do the Wikipedia stuff. Yeah, Mark, you'll probably know that. You'll, you'll probably know this, Mark. Was it, was it Senna that crashed into Prost during that Grand Prix? Yeah. Where? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was oh, on yeah. the first. Yeah. Say, on the line. On the first. Senna angled. Yeah. Senna angled oh, his to car towards Prost. Uh, basically, if if Prost beat Senna in terms of points, yeah, uh, Prost would win the championship. Um, so Senna off the line drove his car into Prost, crashed them both out the race. Uh, Senna that's won the great. I'd love to see that in like normal Formula One now. That that's that's it's a bygone age now. Though, that's that's what you do in dodgems, Nick. <laughs> I just want to throw it out there the Senna documentary is fucking incredible phenomenal if it's anyone has phenomenal. any interest in motorsport whatsoever then honestly watch even that. just competitive personalities it's, give that a miss yeah. it's incredible um, so yeah so he, he, he literally T-bones Russ uh, and, and smashes him out the race uh, the post race and Harry uh, sorry Tim goes fucking mental he's like he just wrecked both my cars. He wrecked both my cars, and then he just starts literally. He's just like, you're fired. You're fired. You're all fired. Everyone's fired. And it's just going to absolutely <laughs> mental in the pit lane, which I thought was a fantastic um, little scene by uh, Randy. There, he's he's very very good, uh, and uh, literally Tom and sorry Cole and Harry are fired. Um, we see uh, Cole driving the dock back to the airport so she can head back home, and uh, then the taxi driver. Oh, he's an impatient prick, though, isn't he? Well, he's a taxi driver, isn't he? No offence to all our taxi drivers. (laughs) They are are cunts. They are fuckers. Um, I mean, I used to drop Joe off at Edinburgh Airport a lot, and it was at, like, four in the morning on Monday, and these fuckers are up your ass because they're obviously in and out of there all the time. But you know what airports are like? You've got to be like... Oh, because oh, you take yeah. a wrong turn, you're in a yeah. fucking. Pay- yeah. You got to pay. Yeah, you got to pay five quid to get through the, the fucking. I've ended up in the long stay for fuck's sake. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. They, they're allowed. They're allowed to enter for like a ah, by like the time you leave, five ten minute down. period, and then they've got to get out. Otherwise, they get charged. So they just need to keep a circle. Let's just point out the fact that um, so far, let's just keep a tally of this, right? So Cole has sexually harassed Doctor Lewicki. He has followed twice. her to her, her car twice. Yes, um, he has broken, broken into, into her, her home. Yeah, <laughs> and now he has kidnapped her. Yeah, yeah. I won't okay. let her out of the car. Yeah, yeah. So are we? Are we, are we good on this? It's like, a modern day love story. A uh, he nice should guy. be in jail, but yes. he's unhinged. Uh, by this yeah, point, yeah. he's he fucking him. lost the. Plot. Getting pretty he's out of mental. order by this point. Like, yeah. Like, he can't be... Oh, like, he's, smashing he's selfish, he's in denial, in the, he's, oh, he's in, out oh, of control. He's, he's like, smashed the taxi, he also he? sleeps with ladies. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. He reverses he, he, reverse he, well, he, he reverses, reverses Yeah, but he already gets a nudge from behind. He already gets to be a, fair, a To be fair, Dr. Lewicki calls him... Robin's infant, driving, Nicky. Robin, yeah. Uh, 
Dr. Lewicki calls him an infantile egomaniac. Uh, yeah. And that's absolutely spot on. That's she exactly fucking what schools is. him there. Yeah. Quite yeah. right, too. She, he feels he fucking deserved it. Yeah. Well, mostly because when yeah. she says it, he's like. She, 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 honestly, she makes, him feel, she makes him feel about five foot six. <laughs> <laughs> As <laughs> I, 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 she walks away, he's just bigger. incoherently mumbling to himself, I'm, I'm six foot. I, I'm still six foot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still six foot. <laughs> But again, though, he, would, he would chase her, but every two steps he takes, she takes one. Take, takes the he can't keep up. She just slides off, and he can't keep up. He's like, slow he's down. Yeah. I'm going as fast as I can. He's, he's driving. He's driving next to her with the window down. Originally, he was meant to walk in that scene, but they, they had to change it. He couldn't keep up. Right, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Like, here's your, here's your booster right. seat, Mister Cruz. <laughs> Fuck off! I don't need that. I'm six foot tall. I do not need that seat. <laughs> We're going to need a bigger car. <laughs> Get the NASCAR. And then, and then, right, then, right. This, this is the scene where I was like, "What the fuck?" Now I love this movie, but I was like, "What the fuck?" He's in a laundrette, which again, not not particularly explained, but he's sitting in a laundrette on his own, watching like a dirt derby race take place yeah. outside the laundrette. I was like. Where is this? And what, and yeah. what the fuck is going and on? And what does it mean? Is this meant to give him the confidence to like race again, or what? What is the point in this? It's a montage. I, 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 really I actually, I actually think yeah. it's 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 supposed to make him want to go and speak to Rowdy. Why though? Yeah, maybe it, yeah. it reminds him of what like camaraderie racing the, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds For, him of what they're like doing in the rental cars. Five or I think six times yeah. that's together. really stupid. I mean, like when um, when Mister and Missus Scott had um, Ridley and Tony. Those those gene genes skipped a generation, didn't they? <laughs> like the the filmmaking genes. Tony Scott's done, 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 done quite a lot. Tony Scott. Tony Scott's yeah, done some good films. To- yeah. Surely he's the he's the less. He's definitely the, the poor man, Ridley, isn't he? I but wonder. I wonder who's actually made more money though at the box office. Definitely Ridley. Interesting. Question. Uh, surely but Ridley. He made Gladiator. Surely that. Yeah, I think, I think Ridley. Like, oh, did, did Ridley not lots, do Blade Runner and stuff like that as well? Or is that Tony? Yeah, but Blade, Blade Runner, Runner was a box office. Yeah. No. No, you guys yeah, say this. Since then, it's been a shitload of money. So. I, I looked, I, yeah, I looked this up, right? And Tony Scott has worked with Denzel Washington in Unstoppable. Unstoppable. that again. Un- Unglotto Un- Stop. Uh... He did Domino, Man on Fire, Spy Game, uh, Enemy Man of the State, The yeah. Fan, Crimson Tide, True Romance, The Last Boy Scout, Days of Thunder. Piece of shit. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2, Top Gun. It's actually surprisingly close, and uh, yeah. he's had a very good career. I think Ridley would definitely take the cake, though, with some of the blockbusters. Yeah. These I don't know. I, mean, I don't aliens, know. I think so, it'd be pretty you know. close. Uh, I, I bet I, I bet those movies made a fuckload of money. I, I, yeah, probably, but yeah. some of them would have done. Yeah. True Romance wouldn't have yeah, been but, a but I also, I also would argue that, 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 that uh, Ridley... Uh, don't get me wrong, I, 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 I definitely prefer Ridley's movies, but... Um, I would say that Ridley's box office success may not be as big as what um, Tony I disagree be. because I think True Romance wouldn't have been a box office smash. I wouldn't have thought, for instance. No, I think Top, that's a cult Top classic. Gun. Top Gun Days would have been. Uh, 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 a been. lot of the stuff with Denzel will have been massive. Top Gun's massive, yeah. Yeah, the, the Denzel movies would be huge. Not all of them. No, I think Man on Fire is a good film. Yes. That's a good yeah, film. Yeah, Man on Fire is a really good movie. Yeah, I, I don't think they want to be box office smashes, though. 
No, I don't think so. No. It'll be intriguing. Anyway, maybe by the end of the podcast, Billy will be able to figure that out for us. Um, I'll so, get my abacus out. So um, <laughs> we are now on Rowdy's farm. Cole goes to visit Rowdy. He eventually uh, decides to tell Rowdy what for and that he needs to go and get the surgery that he requires because he's putting his life on the line. Rowdy also knows that by this point, Cole has been fired by Tim. He's out of a, dro- out of a job and uh, Cole then proceeds to talk some sense into him and Rowdy says, I'll do it if you drive my car at Daytona. The, uh, well, he, he's not quite at this point. He, he, he questions Rowdy's memory, doesn't he? He um, forces him to uh, f- confront the fact that there's something wrong with his brain. He can't remember things like the Winston Cup. And, and then he decides that he's like, we, you, can go, you can go to hospital and take the surgery or we can fix it right here as he smashes a baseball bat against the pool table. Um, yeah, he's, he's unraveling way to fix scene it. by scene, this guy, to be honest. Certainly yeah, is. So he has done kidnapping, everything I said earlier. Now he's offering to murder him. Yeah. Um, Brain surgery by baseball bat. Again, the, the big dick measurement is um, <clears throat> Rowdy Turner's and if it wasn't a woman doctor, I'd be racing by Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> just on. ridiculous, eh? They were the days. I mean, yeah, but that would have been, <laughs> again, it's probably quite reflective of what people would have been like to... Of the era. But yeah. but also, like, think how fucking ridiculous that is. Like, genuinely, so, so think no, how is, ridiculous it, that is. I mean, it still happens. I, I, I agree. I, 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 of the era, it still that happens was, that was and you're right, so, and you're right. It, it does this, still happen now. As, this as long is probably as it is. the but, only like, scene where there's actually any emotion mad, and character man. development in it. That they actually have a bond, like there's no other bond between any two other yeah, so, characters. So, well, that happens, movie. then they go to the hospital, don't they? Other than Harry in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only other Again, convincing, though, I, I, uh, well, I, sorry, I, the only convincing love story. As Adi said, it's a very heartwarming moment when one multi-millionaire race driver convinces the other multi-millionaire race driver, can you race my car so I can make millions of pounds to build yeah. my dream house on the lake? It's <laughs> such a bit, relatable scene, isn't it? I know. Me and my well, family, we've all been there, Brenda, remain haven't we? Upper middle class. <laughs> Proper upper class. The guy's got a tear in his eye like, of course I'll do it. Of course I'll, I'll do it. I'll barely be able to vote Tory. Diego, come and wipe <laughs> this tear from it. my eye, will you? <laughs> I guess wipe I'll my just, glass eye, would you? I guess I'll just have to stick with the 16-footer snooker table this year instead of the 20-footer that I was saving up for. Yeah. Did you see that billiards room? It was a disgrace. Saving <laughs> on a snooker the table. Grew up with the snooker table. It's a pool yeah, table. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, yeah, come on. Oh, come on. Whatever. Ah. That actually sounded like a true reflection of your childhood. Do you, do you want to talk about it? So, uh, Rowdy and uh, Cole are at the hospital, and Rowdy won't speak to anyone else before the surgery other than Cole. And he convinces just as arch nemesis. Um, conv- <laughs> just as arch nemesis. Uh, he convinces Cole to drive his race car uh, because he needs his car to run well at Daytona so that the sponsors will stay with the car. Because for some reason, they've attached uh, themselves to his to him rather than his car, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. But anyway, it is what it is. Cole then doubts himself and Rowdy fucking gives him what for, tells him he needs a top five finish. And uh, he basically, Rowdy is doing all this because he knows what he wants in his future. He wants what's best for his family. He wants that multi, 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 multi million dollar deal um, <laughs> that he's, he's been evading him all these years. And he's on the cusp yep. of... The multi, multi, multi. Not multi, just multi. a mere couple of million. Yeah, but to be fair, I, again at this point, I was just like, 
you know what? Michael Rooker is doing a very good job here. Um, for me, it's the best. It's the standout performance through the movie. The, 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 the character is the only one that has a, a full arc and a believable arc. He's gone from being an asshole Absolutely, to actually yeah, just wanting I... what's best for his family. Um, and, agree. and I think he does a very good, believable job at it. Yeah, but you can still be a cunt and want the best for your family. I mean, there's millions of <laughs> men out there like that. Yeah, he's, yeah, no, he's that's, not. That's... He's not unique. That, that's fair, I don't, Andy, I don't but like it, him, but, but my I don't point, like him my point, in any way through this film at all. That, that is fair, idea, but my point being in this movie uh, is the only character that actually has a semi-developed character journey. Story. No, <laughs> fair, fair enough. Yeah. And, they don't, they, they don't, uh, and I, think, I think he does a good job. They I don't, do, they don't, do you don't even feel that sorry because they don't actually categorically say he'll definitely never race again. There's like hints that he might yeah, not. Hints that he might be back next year. So it's I know. not like I, I, if he went blind or something like that. That actually might have been more of a believable thing if he'd went blind and you felt terrible for him. Yeah, or like couldn't yeah, walk exactly. again. Or I something thought he was like going to end up in a yeah. wheelchair yeah. or something. That would be yeah. more believable. Yeah, but then, yeah, but the then he'd be doing wheelchair racing, Nick. So you know he'd probably win that. <laughs> you could you couldn't have dragged this bullshit out to the point where you had to have Tom Cruise sitting there going, "You need to drive for me." Why do I need to drive for you? Because my family are going to be homeless <laughs> in their multi-million pound pad that we've already prepaid. But why do I need to drive for you? That, that's the bit that doesn't make any sense. It's just like Tom Cruise gets bullied. But that's up. why, yeah, I think it would be more believable that's if, point, like, though, wasn't it? if, yeah, if the boy, uh, Freddie Ronnie Piper, couldn't walk or just like, you know, couldn't. Yeah. But you had to drag another half hour of this <laughs> film. <laughs> nah, by this point, there's only 15 minutes left. Let's be honest. Was that it? Really, it felt. Long. God, it did feel. I, I'd have a fag break. <laughs> this, this film point. was only. This film was only one was one hundred forty-seven <laughs> minutes, including credits. It was. It was uh, about an hour and a half altogether. It, it didn't feel that short. I have to say. Right, it see, like, see, save your uh, your. Uh, yeah, but we'll get to reviews. Yeah, get to, yeah, I, yeah, can, yeah. I can sense it's going to be an easy two two maybe one and a half pointer, um, but we'll, we'll we'll deal with that later. So uh, yeah, Rowdy gives him what for. Uh, Cole then bucks up his ideas, leaves the hospital in a hurry, and the doctor is left confused. We cut to Charlotte, Charlottesville, North Carolina, and or I think it's just Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, I think it's uh, Harry's farm. Uh, Harry is on the farm uh, in his garage in his farm shed, uh, his barn, some would call it. And uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Cole walks in and he immediately refuses. He doesn't listen to a word he says. He just <clears throat> immediately refuses. Uh, he's clearly taken Buck under his wing, or Buck just happens to be there for dinner that evening. Bit weird, but uh, Buck is there when Cole arrives, and um, they have dinner, and there is no racing talk apparently. Then Buck leaves uh, without having done anything other than having been there for dinner. There was probably a really emotional scene about Buck talking about the loss of his father yeah. and how it's affected him. And um, and that was far too close to actual drama for this movie, so they, they, they moved on. Uh, and uh, Buck leaves. Cole asks uh, basically what happened uh, to... to uh, why, why Harry won't do it. He thinks he's going to be another buddy. Uh, and, and then Cole asks what happened to Buddy. Um, and she evades, kind of. And, uh, and and he evades it by, this is where he comes back to the scene that you mentioned earlier, Bremner, about calling Cole on blowing the engine yeah. in Atlanta. And um, we learn that he pressed the dial to find out what the last RPM, like the highest RPM uh, shown on the dial was. Uh, and it shows it at 9,400, I think, RPM, um, which was enough to blow the engine. And then Cole asks what really happened to, to Buddy and basically NASCAR blames Harry 
Um, basically, they, they pinned it all on him, saying that he incorrectly built the car, uh, used like the wrong fuel lines, and <laughs> the uh, electric the electrics weren't um, packaged properly right. because he was all well, trying to save weight. If, if that is the case, it makes a mockery of NASCAR allowing him to now compete in the sport to again. just come back in. Yeah, no yeah. problem at yeah. all. Yeah, I, I, it's ridiculous. If if that's still unsolved and that's still well, to an be issue, fair. Then why are they allowing him to re-enter the sport again? It's ridiculous. Well, Big Big John was originally meant to be played by um, by Marv, um, so that's why they were going to let Harry come back in um, <laughs> because it, it makes a lot of sense that this yeah, shit show no. was run by the the, the Wet Bandits. Um, Justice for Buddy. Justice for Buddy. Justice 100%. for Buddy. Yeah, that could be the sequel. Days of Thunder Two. Justice for Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the movie Most we all wanted to see. Film. Yeah. yeah. John C. Riley playing Buck and actually getting to speak. I will say the, as well. He cuts the brakes on Harry's tractor. No, no. goes off a cliff at fucking one and a half miles an hour. Bessie, please don't drive me off the cliff. <laughs> Bessie, you know we've been through a lot together. <laughs> it's like like that scene with the steamroller uh, in Austin. Oh, uh, yeah. Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, it's, so, uh, it's incredibly easy to coax Robert Duvalli to retirement as well. I've seen it about three times in this Yeah, story. come on. It must, come it must on. happen every year. Like this year is yeah. going to be my yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. I'm going to retire. I'm going to do some crops, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> He's almost too old to farm now, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> he, should be put, he should be put out of pasture at this age. Uh, <laughs> pasture is best. Uh, <laughs> silly old bovine that he is. <laughs> um, but uh, basically, uh, Harry reveals that he shouldn't have let Buddy drive. Basically, Buddy was questioning everything. He was in the state that Cole was in uh, in the race before he, he blew the engine and, and when he crashed into Ross. His, his mind was all over the place. Um, and he basically shouldn't have let Buddy drive. Buddy was chatting, and he said, well, so Buddy didn't die of a heart attack before he hit the corner. He said, no, Buddy was chattering away on the radio, asking questions about this, that, and the next thing, as he hit the wall. Yes, he says um, about carbon monoxide or something like that, did he not, as well? Yeah, yeah. But he, even though he says, yeah, I should shit. never let him drive, he shows absolutely no guilt or remorse whatsoever. He says, oh, I shouldn't have let him drive, but it's okay. Yeah. I did it anyway. Then he died, and now I'm stuck and in again, the sun. It just, comes yeah. back to the point that happened, happened, so who am I to say? <laughs> I mean, that's racing yeah, for you. the championship, <laughs> but he didn't. It is yeah. what it is. I mean, if, it is if, what it is. If they launch an investigation, I'll just quit again. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, nice. but it comes back to... It, ultimately, it comes back to this the point that Beatty, that Beatty was making earlier about why uh, like Harry is such a dick to Cole. Like, Really, like if he's raced with so many racing drivers, all the rest of it, because Cole ultimately convinces him by saying, "I'm a racing driver. I can do. I can show you what you are good at by driving your car really fast, and that's why you let Buddy drive, wasn't it? Like as a racing driver, that's what I'm good at, and it shows you how much of a dick Harry was. That this guy's clearly talented, clearly driving incredibly fast at the start of the movie." And yet, will not make an effort to communicate with the guy. I know. Um, Harry really needs to consider that it is his fault. Instead of saying that racers and drivers should do better and racing drivers are at fault, maybe you should consider, Harry, that you should do better and not let racing drivers drive when they're not capable of yeah. driving. Yeah, he's Harry, at the age, the age and experience where he should just be able to take this boy on the shoulder and look, look son, you're good, but you just need to listen to me a wee bit. 
Okay. Yeah. How's that? How do you? What do you it's, think? Uh, what yeah. do you say? I've learned yeah. from my mistakes as well. That I'll let you know about yeah. it. You know what it's like. It, it's like it's like when uh, Bob Barker turns on Harry Gilmore. Harry Gilmore. Harry Gilmore. Harry Gilmore. All in one. And shut up! Shut up, Harry. Next on the team, Harry Gilmore. <laughs> hey, Harry, can I get one of those? Not St. Andrews, eh? I got my joke back, see? You're a golfer, Harry. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, think, I think he's had enough. No, now he's had enough was the original quote I was going to make. Uh but anyway, so uh, Harry, the 60-year-old... Is, is Harry trying to loop up the car? No, Harry, the 60-year-old, and Cole, the, the presumably, presumably mid-20s, uh, have a fight. Uh, and basically, Harry says, if you get in the car, you'll die. Uh, and uh, he calls Cole scared of getting in the car. And then basically, Cole turns it back on him, being like, you're scared that you're going to lose another driver, that you're not good enough, and that you kill Buddy. You're going to murder another driver. They both... Yeah, 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 they they, <laughs> they both agree. Manslaughter at best, uh, surely. And uh, and and this is when Cole goes back to the quote that he made earlier in the film. He's basically he has nothing left, and he he says you have to trust me, Harry. Uh, I won't make a fool out of you. Other than your millions of dollars, Harry doesn't know. And then we cut to sweet talk number two. Harry is in the garage, chatting up another chassis. <laughs> the chassis gets wet. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, the chassis, the chassis has a little oil leak, uh, and uh, and he's like, "This isn't the kind of thing I was talking about, honey." I, uh, yeah. I feel we've made a. I feel that was mistake. the exact response he was wanting. <laughs> <laughs> it's finally happening for old Harry. <laughs> To stick some lube on that joint, oh, yes. and then and, and and then we cut to the interviews uh, at the track before Daytona about Cole returning to the track, and all the drivers are bigging him up, um, and they, they used a lot of actual racing drivers. A lot of them are saying like, "I don't want to race with them. I'm going to keep an eye on." Them. Where were we? Uh, Daytona. Uh, interviews. Um, interviews. No, wait, no. Um, Robert Duval had just made the chassis ejaculate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we talked about the interviews, didn't we? Um, where uh, most of them are bigging him up. Billy, Billy said that one or two of them won. I, I think only one of them. One of them said, "I'm not sure how he's going to, you know, handle it." Uh, everybody else is like, "He's a hell of a driver. You know, if anyone could do it, he can." And Ross, oh, yeah, these, Ross are all, these are all real, yeah, racing, real race car drivers. NASCAR drivers yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Ross says, "Well, I don't care what he does. He just better stay out of my way." Um, he's basically got he issues a threat that he's. Or got. I'll put him in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, Wheeler. Cole, <laughs> right. Cole is pretty. Left. Cole's pretty nervous at this point, and then the doctor arrives to wish him luck, but says she's not sticking around. Um, but she does tell him that Rowdy is on the mend. The surgery went well. Um. And she asks him, why are you doing this? And he's like, it's my job. I have nothing else to do. And, and uh, I'm more afraid of being nothing than I am of uh, dying, basically. Um, we're then in the pit lane uh, and, and we see Tim uh, give the nod to Cole. I mean, there was obviously an issue with the engine, mm. which Harry mentioned before, but we don't know anything about it. All of a sudden, Tim's given the secret nod. 
that they have got an engine and Harry says they stole it from uh, Tim when he, he didn't know anything about it overnight. Is this not till still Tim? No, I thought Tim donated it secretly. Well, he did secretly donate it, but they say they stole oh, the engine right. from but Tim. But it's still Tim's team, is it not? Is this not still... No, no, he's he's racing no, for Rowdy. No, no. It's Rowdy's I thought Rowdy was Rowdy's part team. of Tim's team. No, 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 no. no. They, no, they rented no, no, Rowdy's no. car initially at the start. Oh, to right, Cole. okay. I always thought that was Tim's team yeah, as well. Yeah, did, no. did you not watch this either, Brendan? <laughs> 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 Fucking rubbish, wasn't it? <laughs> Tim at this point is looking quite high and proud. He just like not a sleazy car salesman. No, he's went up in the world, isn't he? Yeah, he's actually moved on. He's a bigger person now. Yeah, well, he's made a lot of money from all the wins that Ross has brought. And the one when we saw Cole win. No, Cole won about five or six. Yeah, he does actually uh, yeah, mention yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's said out there. That was during one of the many montages that you figured yeah. out he was running quite uh, a few. Than, yeah. Five at the start where he did crash the car. Brock Heimer does pretty good montages, he doesn't montage, he? Yeah. He loves a montage. Um, and uh, so they start the race... And somehow, because character development is not his forte. No. <laughs> they, so they start the race and Cole is dead last. Um, <laughs> so Hollywood, he, that is he, that he's got to be last yeah, as and well. He's, he's, yeah. uh, he's, 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 you can see that he's not sure, he's still really nervous, he's not said a word on the radio, Harry's trying to talk to him. He's still dead last, they're halfway through, and then there's a massive crash at turn three this time. Oh, turn treacherous four. turn three. But there's Tricky oil at the bottom. Three. Shake things up a bit. Oil at the bottom of uh, turn three, and Harry says, well, Cole, you know what to do. You've got to go high, and you've got to go fast. Um, and uh, this is a real testing moment for, for Mr. Cruz. Sorry, Mr. Trickle. And he... Music. The music swells. Good music he when, he goes, when he speeds down. up, though. I like that. Oh, yeah. And he is back, ladies and gentlemen. And just like that, he's, he's overcome cute. his fears. It's so Hollywood, that isn't it? It's so Disney. Get out on the highway, <laughs> looking for adventure. <laughs> it's not even the lyrics, but never mind. Uh, so yeah, so he he he's uh, gone flat out by this point, and they've got twenty three laps to go, and the accelerator gets stuck. Oh, oh bad, no! Bad luck, oh, isn't it? Really unfortunate. Disastrous. Shit. And Harry says, you know what, Cole, it's not worth it, mate. This is the only time we see any compassion from Harry. He says, you know what, it's not worth it, pal. Hold the clutch, blow the engine, this one's over. You know, if we get a chance, we'll go again. But if not, it's not worth your life. Cole then gets spun by Ross Wheeler, who's been hounding him the whole uh, the whole race. Uh, he, he spins, but it fixes the accelerator. It unjams the accelerator, but the transmission is fucked. And he therefore has to come into the pit. He needs to change his tires anyway, and they try to fix the transmission. They're not able to. Uh, however, they they give him the high gear. He says, "I don't care. Just give me the high gear." And he needs to get back out in front of the pace car. Um, if he doesn't get back out in front of the pace car, he's going to be a lap down. So he's not got a chance at winning this race. So you guys that are into racing, this basically yeah. means that he's going to take off in fifth gear. And catch yeah, up yeah. with only one yes. gear, but he's yes. going to get a push start when he does it. Uh, that's that's exactly. What is that what this is? I'm glad, I'm glad you realised there's not really much thought behind How this. How long uh, does it take to get to 150 miles? If yeah, he's got the whole, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be that long. They're going he, just needs to, he needs to get out. He needs to get out in front of the pace car. Yeah. Um, he needs to get out in front of the, and they actually do explain this in fairness. He just needs to get out in front of the pace car, and they know that the pace car is coming in this lap. If he doesn't get out in front of the pace car, he has to wait until the whole grid goes by and he has to join the back of yeah, the grid. Yeah, he's a lap down by if that he does get, yeah. If he does get out in the front of the pace car, he can go as fast as he wants until he catches up with the pace yeah. car. So 
and and the way you know it's very Hollywood. The way the way it works is that um, he gets out in front of the pace car and he's able to go flat out for the whole circuit. So by the time he catches the back of the pack and the pace car is pulled in, he is going flat out, and everybody else is trying. Yeah, that's it. Because if however if they'd still been going slow, he'd have been fucked, wouldn't he? Yeah, because he had slowed down behind them. them. And he would, yeah. and then they would have taken he, off yeah. on in second yeah. gear, and he'd been fucked in fifth, wouldn't he? Exactly, because yeah. he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been allowed to take any places. Yeah, whilst he, he was stuck in. No, but what, yeah. what I mean is that when he was, if he had to slow if down to, and then accelerate again the in fifth gear, pack, and then he did, the, and the, but they were still going slow, he'd have been in no man's land because they would have all sped off yeah. when the, the game was yeah. 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 using their gears. Um, but the, there is a vital moment in that pit situation where um, they're trying to push the car and they can't really get it going. There's not enough people pushing it. And Tim, to the rescue, goes, get those people out there. Go, help them, help them, help them. Push the car, push the car. Uh, And like they get, you know, about 25 folks pushing this car uh, and off he goes and he gets out in front of the pace car and as he comes running back into the pit with all, with both pit team, with both, you know, the the crews from the the two different teams, uh, a guy goes, you can't do that. And he says, it's my engine. I'll do what I like. We realise that Tim knows exactly Tim's where his spare right. engine is. I've got 10,000 to 1 for him to win. But there's no way he would have done that. Absolute hero he? moment. Yeah. He wouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah, Tim's though. cost yeah. himself a few million exactly. pounds. Exactly. He never would have done yeah, that. Yeah, but, but it's also shown that he's been loyal to Cole. And, and, and I know, like, but that it's was the question works. earlier. He's been the biggies. Nah. He's got 100 grand on Cole to win. He's making his money back. So, Cole is flat out as the, the pace car comes in. He's in ninth place with eight laps to go. And he is drafting Wheeler outside onto the wall. Uh, and and he, Harry says, you're never going to get by on the outside. He says, I know, I'm setting him up. I'm setting him up. So, he keeps faking to the outside at this point. Cole, with a lap to go, fakes to go high. Russ calls him on the radio, says, I know Cole. He always goes high side. He fakes high side, drops low side. Bada boom, bada bing. Triple deep. That's it. Uh, plays them like a fizzle. Absolutely. And Cole <laughs> wins the race. With a left hand turn. Harry shows the first sign of humility, the first sign of emotion, really, that we've seen from Harry, the, the entire film, as he can't quite believe it. He thought Cole was a goner. Uh, he's, he's sitting on the pit wall. Everybody's celebrating. Another, another lawsuit now. to bat away. Harry was Harry was uh, already handing his resignation, expecting the inquest. No, he's doing his retirement, contemplating when he's going to be dragged back out of retirement in three months' time, probably. (laughs) Um, Harry's eyeing up Ford Escort in the car park. Everybody is celebrating, and uh, Harry is—he's absolutely stunned. Uh, The doctor. Everybody lied. Did you notice that every lead character lies to another lead in this movie? Uh, The doctor lied to Cole about leaving the racetrack. And admits that she lied. They celebrate, kiss, make out. Cole's delighted, being carried on everyone's shoulders. There's no sign of Harry, though. He's the only person he wants to celebrate with, and he's not around that father figure that we are looking for. Uh, Harry was like, Well, Cole, it was touch and go there for a while, buddy. Uh, but we pulled through. And at the end of the day, they've run off into the sunset. Having a race between two of them. Their faces. Mono a mono. Their, their it's not a Tom Cruise film without so having him running at full pelt for at least 30 seconds. Yeah, and then stop. Correct. And then freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. Correct. 
And thus concludes Days of Thunder, folks. Uh, that's easily, uh, easily a four pointer. <laughs> and that's as high as I'm going to go. I'm I love that movie. This I love, I, I, I absolutely love that movie. Um, and, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, you're supposed to go last. I'm doing, I'm doing it right you're now. You're supposed to go last. Right this is totally violating the order. This much up, Addy. Well, what's your review? Well, 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 well. We've watched some howlers this season. <laughs> um, that, I don't know. I mean, I had no idea what this film was about. I feel like I'd heard of it before, but I had literally no idea about the cast, the, what it was, or nothing. And I sat down, had it on our YouTube channel, blah blah. blah. Sat down last night at fucking eleven o'clock. Uh, well, that's part of the problem, Addy. I, well, I know, yeah. I mean, if, if it wasn't shite enough, I was tired. So I had to sit down and I, I put it on and was like, oh, great. Two two things in life I fucking hate. Racing and Tom Cruise combined. <laughs> combined I'm in one I, thing. I'm glad I could bring both of your favourite things The only together. good thing is it was an hour. You're right, it wasn't long. It was, an, what was it, an hour and a half, just over? An hour and 47 minutes, including credits. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I mean, I I would rank this film in the the fifteen movies that we've watched. Um, for a ratings sake, I'd say Hackers is the worst film. <laughs> um, swiftly followed by uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and then this probably. No, surely oh, swiftly followed by Pete's oh, other choice, whatever that was. I can't remember. No, Nightcrawler's a very good film. Nightcrawler's Night a good movie. Yeah, Nightcrawler's a very good film. That's a good but film. Uh, yeah, so I I would say I I think I give them both. Tens, maybe. So I'll give this a, a nine pointer. I think this is a nine pointer for <laughs> a me. A solid nine pointer. Nine very points. hard. I I genuinely oh, find I genuinely hell. found that very difficult, very difficult to sit through, particularly right. the last half an hour. Fucking hard going. Um, yeah, nine 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 for me. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's a it's an eleven p.m. nine pointer from from uh, Addy there. Uh, thank you, Addy. BT, uh, what would you like, mate? Um, How many can I get right, you? Right, well, well, as if Addy didn't have enough disdain for my opinion on movies. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but, A water for um, the boy. <laughs> but I fucking love Tom Cruise. He might be my favourite action star of all time. D- dra- drama, drama star. Uh, drama, drama star. Yeah, drama star. Drama star. Like, yeah. I think he's excellent. Like, you know, regardless of whatever fucking nonsense he's involved in in his personal life, as an actor, he's fucking incredible. Like, I, ca- I can't yeah. think of a film agree, by him that I don't like. This one. Um, and Mission Impossible, minus the second one, goes from strength to strength. Every single one is better than the last one. Like, they're fucking incredible. Like, he's, he's incredible. Action movies, plus Tom Cruise, can't go wrong. Plus drama. <laughs> plus drama movies. <laughs> plus <stuff. laughs> He's done some good sort of dystopian futuristic films. In the last yeah, definitely. Years, like definitely. Live, die, repeat film and yeah. oblivion. That's yeah. a fantastic yeah. movie, yeah. actually. Both of them are both um, movie, actually. It's a premise. But, uh, this, um, I don't know, this is like, you know, 90s movies for me, great 90s movies for me, are silly and enjoyable. This is both. Um, right. So yeah, t- 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 drama, boxes, yeah, um, and I, th- I think the only thing it's let down by is um, the the relationship between Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. It's so bad. Um, 
I, I don't know if this so is... So bad, um, they got them married. Yeah, eh? I mean, I don't know if this is a criticism on her acting or her part just wasn't written very well, but it's so flat. Like, those two characters yeah, have no I think I... reason to be together at all. Like, the, the, they don't ever share a nice moment. Like, yeah. it's either a sexual assault or an argument. That's that's the only interactions they have with <laughs> yeah. each other. It's shite. Yeah. Um, he's too yeah, creepy and yeah. he's too cold. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um... However, the the racing scenes, I think they're fucking amazing. I think they're so good. Um, even even now, I think they hold up like. I agree. Um, really exciting. Um, and yes, yeah, st- still hold up. I think, and I don't think there's enough motorsport films to be honest. Um, I also agree because like I I thought Rush was maybe going to create a little resurgence of. Uh, the motorsport genre, because that that was really great, and uh, it did pretty that well. That was a good film. But, um, That's a really brilliant. good film. Yeah. Uh, but alas, you're wax. Mm. Um... <laughs> 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 but anyway, I, I'm rambling. So, but it's it's five pints from me. Five yeah. pints, solid five pointer from Stephen. Thank you very much, B. Uh, Brenda. Yeah, I'm a bit torn with this one. So I I watched this film for the first time ten months ago during the lockdown 1.0. Um, and uh, I loved it I loved it the first time I watched it because I'd never seen it before and it was just everything a film from that era should be Every, everything a good drama from that <laughs> era yeah, good a drama good drama, be. drama. Yeah, it, was, it was good and then, and then I watched it the other day and I don't, I don't think it does well as a second watch probably because I'd watched it quite close together as well yeah, I'd watched maybe. it 15 years ago and I watched it now maybe it'd be a different story so I'm kind of trying to base my opinion on how I felt the first time I watched it because I think that's probably a, a fair or That's sort of how, and honestly, that's that's sort of how I felt as I mentioned last week about the Fugitive. I I, I loved my memory of the movie, whereas actually rewatching it, I I picked so many holes in it. Um, yeah, because of yeah, that's probably fair, watching. and we're probably being hyper like more critical now than we'd ever be than watching a film. Yeah, of course. Um, I think yeah, <laughs> I think it's been mentioned. Nicole Kidman's performance is pretty poor. I think she's a, a brilliant actress, but. Her part was was terribly written. I, I think a lot of that to do is the script, really, isn't it? The, the, the script, no... and I think I think she was probably that you know quite young at that time. Yeah, yeah could, could, is this even could this be her first big role? Certainly one of one of her first. One yeah. of our one of our first big roles, I think. So I don't think she quite had the confidence to be portray someone that deserved like she deserved a better part than what she was given. In my right. opinion, that that love story was terrible. Uh, I think we've talked about it before. Duval didn't have. A great storyline. He, he he should have had a redemption arc. Um, I think Beatty had a better redemption arc by picking Nightcrawler after the two Howlers he picked before that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my middle pick. So yeah, I, I oh, redeemed okay, myself I and then up, I, I I fell I again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just confirmed that this was Nicole Kidman's first real big part in a movie. She'd done a couple of small things like Dead Calm, Emerald City, a bit part, but mostly aside from that was TV and TV movies. So you can understand it a little bit more. So a breakout role, you might say. So that that makes sense because you you can kind of tell by her, her tentative performance that I mean, obviously, you know, she would have been given direction on how to do it. But if she was a more experienced actress, she probably would have said that I want to do my own spin on it. That's not right. That's not right. And I think it was evident she didn't have any real say over her part, which she would have had in maybe a few years' time when she became bigger. But like you said, I'm going to base it on the first time I saw it. And I, like, I think it's high octane. It's fun. It's a bit ridiculous. The character development's terrible. But it's just, it's an exciting film. It's a good laugh. 
Um, and I, I agree with B. I think Tom Cruise is brilliant. I think it does. He doesn't do a bad film. Um, he's captivating when he's on screen. He just grabs you right away. Um, uh, and I, for that reason, I would give it four pints personally. Solid, solid. Um, oh, Billy's just cut off. So uh, we're just cut. To- <laughs> <laughs> tell us, tell us what you think, pal. Okay, so I'm probably going to need this little miniature Jack Daniels whiskey um, to do this bit. Somebody restock the bar quickly. I'm going to disagree with a lot of what you guys said. Um, I don't like the movie. I didn't like the acting, particularly in the movie. I think a lot of it's really wooden. Um, I do think that whilst Tom Cruise is a wonderful actor, um, he does have a lot better movies, um, which we'll come back to as well. Um, Some of my favourite films, Colour of Money, um, Mission Possible films, are all great Tom Cruise films. Um, Billy, you don't have to hate this because I hated Falling Down. No, I'm not even going to bring up Falling Down. Um, but I will bring up Big Trouble in Little just, China as a point to that. Big Trouble in Little China. Let me finish. I can't forget it. Okay, I'm finished. Billy uh, liked Big Trouble. I don't think um, the acting's yeah. great, the characterization's a bit shit. The best thing about this movie is the soundtrack, and it's pretty epic. Um, if you're into NASCAR, sorry, if you're not into NASCAR, it's a bit of a struggle to get into. Um, that's partially why there's maybe not a lot of great racing movies. Um, people don't get the adrenaline rush unless you're really into racing, um, like you might do with something that's point-based, like American football. Um, When Nick says it's a a ridiculous film, that kind of has a qualm with me because it's not deliberately trying to be ridiculous. It's trying to be quite serious, which annoys me. It's it's trying to be a little bit like Top Gun, and it fails because the subject matter is not great. Um, This was before Top Gun, right? I I think think it was after. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was first. But... There can only be a year or two in it, either way, I would have thought. This was 1990. Yeah. yeah. Double check. I thought Top Gun was 91, Top 92. Gun, 96, or so. yeah, yeah. And this is 1990. So, yeah, there's Wait, four years. Oh, oh, fucking older than us. Um, I think it's just trying to replicate Top Gun. Fair, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Tom Cruise is great, um, but it's not his best movie. As I said, there's much, much better Tom oh, not Cruise films there. Not that long I don't think because no. you love Tom Cruise, you, it can get a high rating. <laughs> um, for me, I give it an eight pints. Um, and eight pints, yeah. I think it's one of the worst movies I've watched in this season. And for me, it was a lot worse than Big Trouble in Little China. Um, I have seen it before. I don't remember it. I won't seek it out again. And it's not a memorable film for me. Great. Well, thank you, Graham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight, eight points, and that's just pushed it higher on my list that it's uh, even better. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, all valid points, chaps. I, I understand that. I'm a massive racing fan, particularly Formula One, but I, I love racing, so um, uh, this story innately appeals to me uh, straight off the bat. Um, uh, I totally agree. There's not really much character development. The, the, the um, love interest is vastly underutilised the um, relationship between uh, Harry and Cole uh, as we've established and, and dis- dissected pretty thoroughly is is very loosely I don't know even based in reality I, I think it's it's a, it's a, it's a poor um, portrayal of what could be a really good um, relationship development and character art uh, I think there was a lot missed there um, having said that, uh, for what it is, uh, a 1990s movie about NASCAR, uh, the music is phenomenal. The all of the race scenes 
are exceptional. And as Beatty said earlier, they're, they're shot impeccably. I still, like, when watching it, I still think it's exciting um, because of, like, when, when it comes to the race days, the fans are there, the way they've done the little montages, it builds up your uh, anticipation. And, and I think um, it just lacked character development and character um, arcs, like, in the way that Rush well, is fantastic because the two lead characters uh, develop a relationship so interestingly enough, I, I I love this movie and I would happily give it four pints. But as a drama, which it was my drama pick, uh, I, I think I, I'd be struggling to give it more than five. So I think five pints for me is fair. Um, I, I personally love this film. Would love to give it four pints uh, because I happily watch it again and again and again. You don't need to think about it. Um, but as a drama, I'm going to give it five pints. Fair enough. Um, it's funny you see about the, you see about the character arcs, right? Just like one last mm-hmm. thing on it. I think like it is going to sound ridiculous because it's such a brainless film at times. But they almost tried to cram too many character arcs into it, whereas yeah, maybe. they might have been better. Like not to be like harsh on Nicole Kidman, but like that that love thing might was largely irrelevant ish for the story, and they might yeah, have been better right. sacrificing that to then. Focus on the the Robert well, that's, Duval that's thing exactly what they did and his redemption Rush, thing, really, isn't it? So, th- like, that's probably what they that would have made a better film, I think. Yeah, and that story, that story about um, I can't remember the character's name, um, John C. Riley's father. Yeah, that's the story I want to Buddy. hear more of. Yeah. I'm not interested in Nicole Kidman's things. Um, she's no. for all intents and purposes drafted in as a love interest, but she's just the doctor in the movie, and she doesn't yeah. play. Well, as as B mentioned earlier, that 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 would be a heck of a movie having Buck be in the situation yeah. that his father died and mm-hmm. having to work with that mechanic. Why not? And... Midway through the movie, Doc finds that out and starts racing against Cole. I think that's a better storyline. No, that's that's where you start the, the movie, one. right? Like if as B mentioned earlier, that's what you would start the movie with, and. Um, and and that makes uh, it raises the stakes ultimately, which is what you need to do in in drama. Um, but that's for uh, when Pints Camera Action get our own production company and we start mm-hmm. making movies and uh, writing stories. Yeah, Mark, get Danny Boyle. Uh, that's for another another night. Uh, who? Oh yeah, another chap I've worked with. Um, a friend friend of the pod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show. <laughs> uh, there you are, ladies and gentlemen. That was Pints Camera Actions. Take on Days of Thunder. Uh, we're just waiting for IMD Bill to give us our pint rating. It's a grand total. It's a heavy session. 6.2 pints. 6.2 pints. I think that's so reasonably fair, though, because it's quite a pol- polarising film, I'd imagine. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and ultimately, you're going to enjoy that evening in, aren't you? Uh, 6.2. 6 pints and a wee whiskey to end the night. There you are, folks. Uh, that's Days of Thunder. And now... Let's head to the randomizer. For the final time this season. Oh, Heavy. oh are the Oscars still relevant? Um, personally... Not this year, because you don't get an Oscar if you can't show your film at the cinema. That's, that's <laughs> a fair point, Billy. Um, it certainly brings lots of streaming um, services into play, because... Um, for example, um, Outlaw King was uh, one of the movies that was controversially um, not allowed to be in the running for the Oscars because it was only released to a cinema screen release of, I think, 10 cinemas, which was the minimum 
um, requirement for it to be entered into the Oscars. They have since changed the um, format for them to to run it. Um, so therefore, sorry, therefore it wasn't uh, allowed to be uh, in the in the running for being Oscar nominated and all the rest of it. Not that I think it was a good enough movie to be, but that's another <laughs> um, that's another podcast. Uh, I I think the Oscars are still relevant, um, like the BAFTAs, like uh, any uh, awards ceremony for um, celebrating good work. Uh, I I don't see why it shouldn't be an, an evening that should be celebrated and 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 each movie um, from around the world um, that's nominated is is a is is no mean feat. It goes through um, all kinds of. Um, judging panels and everything to make it to the, the the short list that is Oscar nominations. Yeah, the the Oscars are uh, the Oscars are voted on by the Academy who are compromised of two and a half, three thousand people. It's an obscene number. So the idea being that it gives you the best aggregate and that's why it's the seen as the the premiere or the pinnacle of um the film industry because it's so it's many years can't be called Oscar. Sake. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar number one. Oscar Thousands number two, of Oscars. Oscar number three. Uh, a sea of Oscars. I, 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 yeah, I, I think it's a. I think maybe there there needs to be um, a change in how the the judging panels are 7, uh, placed and approached 7, and, and um, <laughs> make it a bit more relevant to the the worldwide scope of viewers. But I, I personally think they're still relevant and. Uh, uh, anybody like myself who's working in the acting industry, it'd certainly be a, um, you know, <laughs> be an absolute dream to be nominated, let alone win. Oh, you'll never uh, get anywhere near it. But, um, <laughs> thanks, Nick. Fucking hell. Uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, please join us for season two. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I... Bremner won't be there next year. Yeah, <laughs> there will be four of us. Which uh, one does no, return? That, you know, ultimately, that, that's like that's that's reaching the that's reaching the pinnacle of the. No, I agree. Like, if, you, if you put it in sporting terms, or or in any other business, or you know, where people are, uh, you know, awarded and and recognised for their achievements. Absolutely, I think it's... It's a Scottish Cup medal. (laughs) Mark, it's the equivalent of the Ballon d'Or at football. All the managers and captains get to decide who the best footballer is. And this is the same idea. 7,000 people get to vote for whoever's the best picture, regardless of whatever shortlist they've got or which panels goes... It's 7,000 people have to vote for it. I mean, Can you remember a year where the Oscars said, well, that should have been nominated as well? Or you were disappointed in the movie that won, or the nominees? Well, you can't because it's it's decided by such a, an elaborate group. Um, what, what I, I like it's a fair about, point. What I like about the Oscars as well, like in, in fairness to it, it recognises people that wouldn't get the limelight usually. So you know, people that do best soundtrack mm. or best cinematography, mm. uh, best animated film. People that aren't like yeah, we all think about best picture being the you know our best actor or best actress being the pinnacle, but it gives these people the limelight as well and also like I like the best supporting roles as well because so many yeah, supporting yeah. roles go unsung but actually they're they're hugely important films and deserve credibility so I think sure yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you Nick but I also think it could be opened up to other departments things like casting um, is only now beginning to be recognised but actually casting without the casting director <laughs> is one of the most vital um, roles of any movie any film any TV show any any play um, the casting director and and getting the right 
group of people in to not only uh, meet the the director and the team who are making the movie, but to 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 work together as a, a crew and ensemble um, is equally as important. Mark, do you therefore think now that because of the year we've had with things like COVID? that they have to maybe look at changing the rules as towards the Oscars, that things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu, that all these movies have to be included because the the, the game's changed in terms of what can be released and, and where it can be shown. I think I think it could well be the case, yeah, that things, things will have to change the way um, nominations are made this year because there's been very few cinema releases, really, hasn't there? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure so, they will, though. Like, I think I, I agree for the most part with everything you've said, Mark. But I think that the the Oscars are probably still relevant, but they could be more relevant. Like, I think they need to be dragged kicking. Yeah, I agree and, with you. That's 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 the point of yeah, making like, casting I, I think I they need to be dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century. Um, like, cinema's on the way out. I don't care what you say. Cinema's on the way out. Streaming is the way forward. But then it's not necessarily um, a bad thing, but... BT, because you have things like the Olivier Awards, which are only for the UK, sure, but um, they're for theatre only. So if you have, uh, maybe maybe there needs to be a new group of awards um, that's for movies that have been streamed, yeah, perhaps, and you perhaps, keep the Oscars yeah. for and, um, I wanted movies to, that is in the um, cinema. The Golden Globes takes in a wider. Yeah, I I yeah, wanted to mention that, that actually. Um, Netflix, Nick, like the yeah, um, does, yeah. the the speech that Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. gave the last time he held the Golden Globes, like resonates with me because um, Hollywood A listers are so separated from reality. It fucks oh, me yeah. off. Like that really yeah, angers me. You when you see them up and they're holding the Oscar and they're just spouting shite, that yeah. fucks me off. Like I can't bear listening to shit like that. Like. So that that's yeah, something, some yeah. That that's something about the Oscars that I loathe. So yeah, he said that, didn't he? He's like, "Come up here, accept your little award, and, and then fuck, fuck off." off. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> it was spot yeah, on, yeah. wasn't it? He yeah. was, he was absolutely spot on. He, I think yeah, he, he hit the nail on the head. Yeah, and I think it's difficult. He's all hypocrites, didn't he? He was like, "You're yeah. all hypocrites." Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they need to realize that. I guess it's difficult. I guess it's difficult because if you spent your whole career, I understand if it's the same people who are winning it every year, then sure. A friend of mine won a Welsh BAFTA, um, and like God. that's a fucking big deal. That's like the Scottish like, League Cup. That's that, but like that's a that's a massive deal. Like in terms of your career, <laughs> the, the opportunity to go up Charles and thank Cook, the man. people who have given you the confidence, the belief, and the opportunity, and, and the to to not only do something that's been uh, recognised as a a fantastic job, but to to be in the competition itself is is a it's a big deal and. Yes, I understand it's the same people um, going up uh, and collecting their awards and making such a big deal about it, but use the platform to say thank you to the people who you are grateful for and thankful for. Uh, and and if you know if you can make something better in the world, then do it. But what are they... I don't think it's the people. It's not the people. It's just the, the piousness that resonates yeah, off them yeah. as they That's spout the, the same pretentious bollocks like, all the time. And it was, I think, Ricky Gervais, I never used to think much of him, but I actually think he's quite funny these days, especially um, when he does these when these these events. Yeah. Like he's very, yeah. very funny. Yeah, yes, totally agree. Uh, but a lot, a lot of them don't think he's very funny. No, because funny. he calls yeah. them out on their yeah. fucking like Tom, shit. Tom yeah. Hanks' yeah. reaction was ridiculous, wasn't he? He was yeah. proper yeah. like, fucking it. These people are so used to everyone telling them they're yeah. wonderful and the smell of their own farts. Yeah, that's they love it. it. Yeah. So like when you get yeah. somebody up careful, there... Careful, Addy, these are all friends of the pod, of course. <laughs> 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 yeah, to be fair... 
Tom, Tom Hanks taking his life back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Martin Scorsese and Unsharing Robert, Robert De Niro Facebook. found it all pretty funny, which I quite yeah. like, I quite respected that. I think that. that's a largely background thing, though, because if you look at them, they're the Italian-American community, so they're all about busting your bars, eh? Yeah, a bit more Whereas humble. Tom Hanks yeah. is not from that community. Yeah. And in the UK, Ricky Gervais is going to be in that society where it's, you rip the shit out of your mates. In America, it's not like that. No. You're just yeah. really polite. I think it's a cultural thing that they Possibly. don't necessarily get him. Possibly. And that's they, why they get they him enough, though, to keep hiring him every year. So yeah. like, he's doing, doing something The Golden right. Globes get the views and the viral videos. There's, what is it, no bad press? No is news bad press, is bad no news. Bad press is good press, whatever it is. Yeah, that's it. If, yeah. if you get controversy, it'll kick on. And that's why everybody enjoys the Golden Globes more than the Oscars. Well. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think we can conclude that, uh, yes, the Oscars are still relevant, but definitely they could be more relevant. Um, without much else to say, I just want to say thank you very much to every listener that's taken the time to uh, download and listen to our podcast. Um, we really didn't know what would happen with our uh, little series, but we have been delighted at the response and the, the feedback and the continual sharing and I mean, sharing a life um, the island being that nobody listens to us, we're alone and all on our own um, <laughs> um, a lonely place it's a very very lonely a island, island. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah um, genuinely thank Shitter you very island. much for everybody that's taken the time to like and share and, and comment on our uh, social medias and our um, our podcast posts and we really look forward to bringing season two um, to you in the near future and we will um, announce and reveal our um, theme choices for our 15 movies for series 2 uh, in the near future and so please keep checking the uh, <laughs> in a Bruckheimer montage um, directed by Michael Bay uh, no please do check the, um, the, the social medias um, for our uh, upcoming season 2 but until then, folks, um, from me and all the boys, thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, that's a good tumbleweed sound. <laughs> that's cut that out. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Staying in, boy. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, chaps, can I just say, uh, very good acting. Very Andy, good now acting. do it like Sean Corey. <laughs> yeah, you better watch out, Mark. Why? For what? I must have the vaccination by now. <laughs> 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 so, Doctor Claire, how much of this episode can we actually so Dr. use? Claire Lewicki, I think I can use. Doctor Claire Lewicki. Unbelievable. I mean, doc- <laughs> Money well Dr. spent. Lewicki, you tell <laughs> Just slaps it on the back and fucks off. <laughs> Doctor Lewicki, you, te- uh, you test. Doctor, you, you, you could have got in there too. She was that fucking. <laughs> Some of the Touch Divers direct Bond films on the side, as Mark found out a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
They, they do, the executive producing is there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. And we will clap in three, two, one. Synchronicity. Yes. You'd think by the end of the season we'd be able to clap in time. I know, 15, well, 15 fair, weeks We're, we're clapping at a distance of about 3,000 miles apart, so... Difficult to know, because sometimes it's 3, 2, 1, go, but sometimes you do it on 1, so it throws us all out of kilter. <laughs> I, I literally have the proof that that is not the case, Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you could come up with anything in your stupid little recording studio, couldn't you? Yeah, it's, like, it's a shame Nick couldn't join us this week in the podcast, folks. Uh, <laughs> Fucking rewriting history, you bastard. Lads, it's the fucking last episode of the season. I'll do what I want. Welcome to the Mark Armstrong Show. And uh, (laughs) uh, I'm just doing it. I'm telling you. It's my. uh, I'm I'm doing it. That's not how Uh, the order goes. Yeah, it's not the rules. It's happened before. It's not. You can't just break it. This this is unprecedented. Right. Thank you for listening to uh, our podcast about Days of Thunder. Uh, Addy, what's your review? Um, that, I don't know. God, I'm going to need a stronger drink. <laughs>